The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Hey, this is Carrie. You know, the Geek Show podcast is free to you, the consumer, because of fine, fine folks that uh, make this possible and pay for the party. We're talking, of course, our sponsors. I want to thank Dan, the laptop man at PC Laptops. Every desktop and laptop computer is proudly hand-built for you in the USA. And when you call PC Laptops, they will take the time to find out what you need and prescribe the best solution for you so you're not getting some pre-built box of cheap, low-quality junk that most companies offer. So go to PCLaptops.com. Also, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, otherwise known as the Friendly Comic Book Store in Salt Lake City, 2043 East, 3300 South. They offer a hold or a pull, as it's known in some parts of the country. 10% discount off of purchases with twenty uh, over $20 for your hold subscribers. They also offer a monthly free previews catalog that comes free with the hold, so you can continue your habit. Uh, also, SecretCompassCollectibles.com, that both Boba Fett fig, uh, figure that you'll see right as soon as you click on it. Want. Uh, they deal primarily in limited edition movie merchandise, uh, prop replicas, statues, maquettes, costumes, and things like that. So uh, direct dealers of just about every movie merchandise manufacturer in the industry, secretcompasscollectibles.com. And, of course, our new sponsor, coastcitystyles.com. They've uh, got a huge selection of uh, comic book and pop culture T-shirts so that fanboys and girls can be geeky without looking too geeky. Everything you can imagine as well as uh, obscure uh, movie and pop culture like belt buckles, hats, and other uh, toys and things like that. All there. Free shipping on orders over $50 at CoastCityStyles.com. It's Geek Show Podcast, and you can thank them for that. Thank you for the laughs, Mr. Participant. Mr. Participant. It's because it's supposedly rare entry. And I, of course, am an expert on haircuts. It takes you and nine of your friends to get it started. I do not hate Justin Bieber. Using our patented <laughs> dogfish technology. Well, I, I think it was a Hyundai of some kind. Oh, okay, here you go. I've got something for you here. Okay. Oh, Which... there you go. Good uh, oh, transition. Okay. What? May I suggest myself for that one? Yeah. I'll um, wait for the next one. Geekshowpodcast.com and welcome back to the basement. <laughs> hey, everybody! Hey, let's say uh, uh, this is the uh, the the great Star Wars debate. When's the next prequel 3D coming out? Geek Show they versus George yet, Lucas um, is what we're doing today. Let me introduce the uh, contenders uh, over here in this corner: the big movie mouth off boys, Jeff and Jimmy. Oh, I'm hi. I'm ready. With a combined weight of <laughs> about 200 pounds. Uh, over here, Lee George Cade. Call me Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> Scott Pierce, TV critic, uh, Salt Lake Tribune. Yay. Scott D. Pierce on Twitter. On Twitter. Also joining us, Star Wars Brian. Star Wars Big Shiny Robot.com is his website, Brian Young. I'm coming out guns blazing, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, well, that would be a terrible mistake. Over here. Uh, <laughs> well, it, Lee's got a bow. <laughs> I don't know. Brian's looking more like a scroll every minute. How do you how do you come out guns blazing when you're unarmed? Oh. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Too Tall Tony, our designated driver and producer of the Geek Show podcast. I'll be here to clean up the mess. Oh, and by the way, our host. Oh, hi. Mr. Kerry Jackson. X96, uh, Monday to Friday, 6 to 10. That's all that you need. Uh, and by the way, for those who have been wondering... I just got a text message from Lola Bankard who said, I should be back for April's podcasts. Lola much missed. Mm, I thought she show. died. <laughs> <laughs> but just because she well, wasn't here? Well, no, I, I, it's because I buried her at Bruby's. No, she had, she had to go somewhere to take care of the baby. That's right. 
I mean, get the baby taken care of. We find out who the baby's is? Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Did she have a blood blood work done? Yep. Ooh, it was I'd be, Hawkeyes. I'd be curious. I'm, incredi- <laughs> I'm incredibly confused. Well, you weren't here when Lola was here. Sorry. Yeah, uh, a.k.a. Hot Pierce. Hot Pierce is Hot her name. Pierce. That was her name. <laughs> oh. Because I said, I said, oh, that's kind of sad for me. Oh, I said, it over, <laughs> I said over here is not Pierce, and she goes, I prefer to think of myself. And as I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge you, Lola, if you're listening to this particular show. I dare you not to say, as the vagina at the table, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We don't have a, a, a female perspective. It's weird because no, but that's what she said when lot. she would say, "Here's my perspective." She would say, "As the vagina at the table." I say it's weird because Scott's breasts are perkier. Mm. I think because that since we have all men up. here, we should pretend we're Republicans and set contraceptive policy. That's, oh, what, that's what they do. <sighs> I rough, think all contraception rough. should be made by Nerf. I think the shirt should be called wearing, Big Bowl of Dixie. We're not wi- wearing collars wide enough. For t- that's t- true. T- t- Freedom for all, abortions for none. Whatever, yeah. Mr. Boo, <laughs> boo. Freedom all right. for all, abortions for all? So if we're going to do this, what um, are we doing? Uh, the do Star Wars show. Oh, Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. We need to mm. we need to lay down some rules, Beer. such right. as that's mine. Oh. We can't have everybody yelling into the mics at once. Okay, I want you to watch my hand, and when I point at somebody, that person has the floor. Okay. Ooh, we ooh, need a, ooh, we ooh. need a conch shell. Also, <laughs> ooh, actually, also, if you see me put my hand up like this in the stop motion, it means you're all talking that at the means same time. You got to stop. Stop, slow down, and then I will direct the conversation. Okay. Uh, do you, you wish me? Just, to, uh, do you wish me to be the timekeeper? I have timekeeping <laughs> over here. Wording okay. uh, cats. Wording if cats. you want someone to be quiet, just point at them. I'll shut them off. No, <laughs> I won't do that. All right. I think I think Carrie's Carrie's not arrow Bill O'Reilly. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I, I want. I okay. So the the impetus of this uh, episode <coughs> was in trouble. He opened with impetus. Impetus. Well, I haven't been drinking as much as you guys. I should have kept up, but I didn't. You didn't pace. Ah. I didn't pace. We drank your tasty beer. I'm drinking carry juice. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of carry juice. Now I have to drink this swill. Is that the secret ingredient? It is. Yeah. Carry makes love I to everybody. I Car- swim in every tank. He does not. He makes love to every bottle. Yeah. There's he a little bit of more me. dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from, from 6 to 10 a.m. every day. That's right. Okay. So it was the Phantom Menace 3D uh, release. That uh, now before we go any further, I need to ask you because mm-hmm. you would know, Brian. Because um, I, I only remember seeing it a couple of times. <laughs> How much new footage was in this? It felt like the pod race was longer from the last theatrical release. Yes, it's it because I haven't I haven't watched it on DVD. It so. was lengthened for the first VHS release, it's okay. four and then a little longer. bit more for the DVD release, and then a little bit more for the Blu-ray, and that's what we saw. On screen, it's, it's, about, to go pee in it's about it's about four minutes longer. Yeah, because there was there were shots of Coruscant that I don't remember. There were those uh, those came in during the DVD. Okay, all right, that's what I thought. Now, uh, as far as the uh, re-release goes, we know where you two stand on 3D. I uh, hate it. Uh, I, I know. Well, no, here's the thing. Uh, I because I, you and I talked about it, and you said you you two are harsh on 3D. You're yeah, I think you're a little harsh. I on don't 3D. think I am. Because after watching the 3D in Ghost Rider, there were things in 3D that I thought were very cool. But I watched Star Wars Phantom Menace in 3D mm-hmm. with – I watched it and said – and I kind of would flip my glasses up and go, this isn't in 3D. Or or, or there's something vaguely in the background that like looks – Like trees in the background don't do it for me. 
And if mm. you're trying to add depth to the film, I, I don't believe it. Did I, it I bother you? It bothers me in the sense that it's Lucas utilizing a gimmick to just take more money for the film he's already made. To charge two to three dollars. Because extra. I have to say, I got to the end and I thought it didn't bother me, but I would have been equally happy with a crisp, clear print of the movie. And that's the thing too, because if anything, a Phantom Menace, it's very bright. They're, they're you know on Tatooine and stuff like that. And yeah. Putting on sunglasses is just going to ruin that. <laughs> so that's that's uh, the problem. Jim, I have. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> As it clearly says on the glasses, they are not meant to be used as sunglasses. Oh, that's why I have eye cancer. <laughs> I, I think with with the 3D conversion, I think it was probably the best post-conversion 3D I'd seen. I think that there were sequences that were, well, that as, were great and as, other sequences that... What sequences did you think were great? I, and, and pod, I will say this right now. Vice and I left right after the pod race because I said... you. No, you, no, no, you, no. No, not after the pod race. After Darth Maul Oh, yeah, when Darth Maul attacked the pod, and, they, and they finally got away. I think, I think the pod race... Looked great. I think the space battles, because they had almost total digital control to make those 3D in post, were very good. I think the best stuff that was in 3D in that conversion were the physical sets. They're like inside the Queen's ship, I, inside I, I the did, Bongo. I, I did have to say inside the palace, because that's yeah. a real place. Uh, the out the the outlying shots of the palace they filmed it in Italy it's uh, I can't remember the name of the place but the it, palace at Caserta beautiful or something like looked that. great in 3D I personally as far as 3D goes I would have rather seen it in 2D the 3D didn't bug me it didn't wow me mm-hmm. um, that's that's I would agree but it it wasn't bad although and I guess if I think about it you're right it bugs me that I bought tickets for me and my son and how much extra did it cost me yeah exactly two to three dollars because that's really that's the well, gimmick that he jumped on but but if you're if you're yeah if you're putting it back in the theater though why not 3D well, because that's the get on. Right, but, but, they're but, putting but, it back but, just for that reason. It, exactly, because that's yeah. your impetus for doing so. Because otherwise it's, we know you all have large screen TVs now, and we just put this out on Blu-ray. Blu-ray so is, what yeah. is your impetus the, for seeing it in the, the I, I have mm-hmm. a quick question. Theater. Is there anywhere you can see this not <laughs> yes, in yes, 3D? Yes, yes. So I can go, because here's the thing. When the special editions came out, what, 96? Mm-hmm. 97. 96, 97. Carrie and I, we went. To the, all three. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. we had a blast. No, yeah. say what you will about the special editions. Seeing Star Wars on the big screen is yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. And, it is. And so I, I would see. I, I'll see episode two and three on the big screen. I, I you know, episode one's what it is. I, I don't hate it. I, I wanted I don't love to it. bring my kids to it because yeah. that's the first time they're going to see it on the big screen. And that's and what, they love that. Movie. That's right. what my son said. His earliest memories are Phantom Menace on the big screen. So and and he. You know, whatever, whatever you say against it, he loved that movie because it's a child's movie. Yes. it's well, a child's well, well, movie. Well, but he kind of wants to go see it again on the big screen. And, and remind me what the screen breakdown is because it's like it's something like it's like, like two thirds three D, and it's about it yeah. came out on about twenty six hundred screens, right? And uh, I mean, so so it's about two thousand three D screens and about six hundred two D screens. They've been saying um, Lucasfilm and Fox, not just George Lucas, but Lucasfilm and Fox have both kind of said that part of their push for this is to try to push more theaters into updating their screens to digital screens, which is the same thing they did with sound systems with Phantom Menace. They said, if you Mm -hmm. want to play this movie, you have to have a sound system of X capability Mm -hmm. to do it. It has to be certified. And they, as much as everybody bitches about Phantom Menace, it was good news for everybody as far as sound systems and theaters for every movie is concerned. Yes, yes. And and I and I love Lucas for that. Uh, I I hate movie theaters that don't keep up with their THX uh, certification. Yeah, 
just so because true. it's uh, it costs more. I I want to know that that's a yes. good quality picture and a good quality sound when well, I go to a movie. Although this this being my <clears throat> complaint, and this is not a Star Wars complaint, this is a Fox complaint. Uh, a certain number of theaters had to update their uh, digital and 3D screens based on Star Wars to be allowed to show Titanic 3D, which is coming in April. Which so which, so so they so so they blackmailed people into showing Phantom Menace in in 3D when they didn't necessarily want to, so they could show well, Titanic. Well, but in, really, in isn't April. isn't this is, isn't the smart move though really to do the upgrade because I mean we're all going to go see a New Hope in 3D. I'll, I'll see Empire, in aren't 3D. we? I, I, yeah. I we're all going to go see Empire in 3D. <laughs> I'll I'll see you know, and, and I will I, mean, I will see Revenge of the Sith in 3D because it has the most badass space battle of all six movies. More yeah. th- there's one moment more than any other in all the movies I want to see in 3D and see how it looks, mm-hmm. and that is the space battle over Endor in Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's a great. When battle. you're looking through the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and the formation of four Tie Fighters are coming right at you at the screen, mm-hmm. that's going to be the moment that that makes or breaks. I think I'm scared because there were. Many opportunities in Phantom Menace for him to do things in 3D that he didn't, and I could see it not being done in 3D. Maybe he was exercising restraint. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing restrained about that. Maybe uh, it costs too much money. There's but a long. Oh, go ahead. The Death Star trench in 3D could be amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, everything well, could be, but that's the thing. Well, is that he's not. And I can tell you, it is. I have a TV <coughs> that will convert everything to 3D, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing I did when I got my uh, my Star Wars discs. I went 3D. And do, when you watch, uh, and I'll a New tell Hope, you what, do you watch the special edition or do you uh, watch the original? Well, that's what I have on the Blu-ray. I got rid of all my editions except for the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll talk about that later. But <laughs> but uh, watching it in 3D on my screen, when that fucking star destroyer comes over you over the top of you, and that music swells. And it's in 3D, and it looks awesome. Sounds sexy. It's sexy as hell. Mm, yeah. So you know we're all going to go. We're all in or we can just for the your, final We could just sit in your basement and watch it. Or no. we could. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I, get a, I'll get a few that, more glasses. It's really cold over the, there, though. One of the few motion picture experiences that I actually enjoy in a cinema anymore, because I cannot stand a movie theater. I can't stand the, the mouth breathers sitting there talking. I can't stand the sound of popcorn bags being sorted through. But Star Wars is one of those things that feels like a movie theater. My son me. and I went to an 11 a.m. screening on Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was full of little kids. And I have to say that the little kids, for the most part, behave themselves I, however, at one point said, turn your cell phone off. Yeah. Mm. As you should. good for you. Yeah. As you should. And it's funny because the the time that I go to the movies is Monday through Friday at noon. Yeah. And and when I text Jimmy from Phantom Menace, I literally was, no exaggeration, the (laughs) only person in the theater. I think I called it before you went into that theater. That's right. Because I enjoy being in the theater by yourself. And I was. I was the (laughs) only person in that theater. Uh, but uh, that's when I go. I, uh, luckily, my schedule affords me to be able to do that. But uh, that's when you go. There's no kids. It's all old people. You know, I'm, I'm, I should start going to movies with you. You should. Yeah, because I'm usually waking up about the same time you go to movies. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be your movie <laughs> day. We'll do we that. like the old days. You, we'll do, you, you should have come see Ghost Rider with me. I could have. Um, so, 3D aside. Right. Let's, let's talk about Mr. Lucas. Mm. <clears throat> do we have all the ground rules? Oh, yeah, you didn't lay down we, the rules. We, I went through the, the speaking rules. Okay. 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 No Roger luck. Rabbit. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's that's one that you're not allowed to, to shout. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get that either. See, during, during the first Before your time, Tony. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
During the I mean, first debate about... between Brian and Shannon, uh, Shannon's argument about Phantom Menace came down to the words Roger Rabbit said over and over about 15 times in three minutes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my Alzheimer's is Mr. Uh, Mr. Lucas has uh, committed a, a, an, ag- an egregious crime recently, and this was a few weeks ago. I'll get to it. All right. It, Everybody it, knows <laughs> you don't wear plaid after Valentine's that's Day. That's right. <laughs> or a beard. L- uh, well, all right. Let's get to it first. Let's <laughs> let's address this first because this one he really, really has. This makes me he want fucked to the hate pooch. him a lot. He screwed the pooch on this one. He's able to get away with just about everything else he said about the Star Wars movies. No. That one, I you know, okay, I can't give him that one. But this <laughs> no. one, he went too far. And this was in The Hollywood Reporter. The headline, Lucas says Han never shot first, and he wishes you'd get over it. Whoa. In a Q&A with The Hollywood Reporter, Lucas tried to make his case that he's just a filmmaker who's using new technologies to make his films as clear as they possibly can be, no matter what the fans may think. The controversy over... Should I read it like him? (laughs) Yes, please do. do Uh, The controversy over... The controversy over who shot first, Greedo or Han Solo in Episode 4. What I did was try to clean up the confusion, but obviously it upset people because they wanted Solo, who seemed to be the one who shot first in the original, because they wanted to, they wanted Solo to be a cold-blooded killer, but he actually isn't. It had all been done, all in close-ups, and it was confusing about who did what to whom. I put a little wider shot in there that made it clear. The Greedo was the one who shot first. But everyone wanted to think that Han shot first because they wanted to think that he actually just gunned him down. All artist technology improves every year, whether it's on stage or music or in painting. There are technological answers that happen, and because movies are so technological, the advances become more obvious. Changes are not unusual. I mean, most movies, when they are released, they make changes. But somehow, when I make the slightest change... Everybody thinks it's the end of the world. I, I do have a way to prove this once and for all. Okay. Uh, who wrote the novelization for episode four? I believe it was a Mr. George Lucas. It was oh, Alan Dean Foster. Was actually. it Alan Dean Foster? He who ghost wrote, wrote it yes. with George Lucas. Okay. okay. So who who shot first in the novelization? I don't remember. I can go back and check. Greedo did. Yeah. I believe Greedo did because I remember reading it thinking, oh, yeah, Han Solo is that much. Well, he, had, he attempted to shoot first, but he misfired. Yeah. So my problem with this – this is one of the sore spots for me. This is one of the things I absolutely don't like about the special editions. Mm-hmm. In it doesn't. I don't let it diminish my enjoyment of Star Wars because and, I, and, I just don't. And to and a bigger point, yes, it should. <coughs> it shouldn't diminish no, your pleasure. No, no. Um, but but I know he shot first. Yes. You know, it's it's one did. of those things where I think that George Lucas was trying to soften it for kids for some reason, but he sort of fails to realize that. Greedo had a gun pointed to Han. It didn't matter if he, he was shot pulling it. He was out his gun. Thank, thank, thank you, Brian, because the comparison I would make is a classic Western with a gunfight at the end. That's what it was. Would you say that Gary Cooper, in shooting first before his opponent in High Noon, is the villain of the piece no. because he shoots first? No. No. He's the smart opponent who can draw faster than his and opponent. Well, that see, does not... Wait, wait, wait. All right. Let's bring it to even to even from an old western to now current. The the late uh, as of we're recording the episode of Walking Dead, where oh, there geez. are two guns in a bar. Rick's Rick's our hero. He's our guy. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guy 
guns on you know the the I can't remember the actor's name, but you know Remy from True Blood. Guns on the table. He reaches for it and yep. he immediately blows his fucking head off. Yep. Now, do I hate Rick? Do I think he's a cold blooded killer? Fuck no, I don't. I think it's called survival. Survival, and he knew what was coming. It's called predicting the situation, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what Han did. And, it doesn't make well, him a cold blooded well, killer. Did what, anyone? I'm just curious. Did anyone? When <clears throat> the only version we had was Han shooting first, did anyone think of Han as a cold blooded killer? No. 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 So well, this was, is this he, is he's a smuggler. This he is was, the worst kind of argument, which is you're you're putting words in the other person's mouth yeah. that are completely untrue. It's especially bad when and the other person to, whose words you're putting is you. It's, um, it's basically old George Lucas versus if, George George Lucas. If you go through and look at the different versions from 1997, which, which I did as soon as I read that article, I, there's a side by side comparison. Well, he's backpedaled on different versions. In the 1997 special edition, Greedo blatantly <laughs> fires first and then Han fires. And then the timing in the next version that came out was a little bit closer. And in the Blu ray, they fire it. Pretty it's much simultaneous, the same time. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sort of slowly backpedaled it. So if there's another edition of Star Wars coming out, hell, maybe the, the <laughs> that's what that's his present for us for going to see A New Hope <laughs> in 3D. In 3D is going to be Han shooting first. I don't know, but Greedo's has, gun will not even go off. He I mean, has I've backpedaled it through the years. George, I've said this before, but George Lucas is a liar because well, he's certainly I, lying about well, this. Well, I yeah. sat in a room. During the during the young Indiana Jones, and he talked about making the three sequels. sequels. And how many interviews has he given since where he says he never was going to do that? I which still is, have the issue of Starlog, which is which is a yes, and, 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 I, and I have the Time Magazine from I, Empire Strikes Back where he says there yeah. and, and he I have it says I never said there were going to the be life sequels. from Jedi. I I have the the Dynamite Scholastic Edition where he talks about them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I actually right. heard There's, him say it. George, so. seriously, just watch a Western. Mm-hmm. The guy who draws first is the good guy. It's, it really it's is not okay. that big of a deal. No, it's and, not. And, 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 and not only that, but even if it were, Han's character is a scoundrel, and his character arc is one of exactly. redemption, right. where he becomes the better man. It's, the first right. time we meet him, he's the galactic badass. Who, who, you know? Who lies about how fast his creaky vehicle is so he can yeah. get a job. Exactly. He's, he's That's to what makes, that is what makes Han Han. Yes. A funny yeah. thing happens, though. I think the, you know, the more kids he had, the older he got, the more he started thinking about it. And he started thinking about this character, and he didn't want his kids to relate to him anymore. So I'm you not know? saying that justifies it by any means. No, no, no. It but, doesn't. It but, doesn't. But, but just stop thinking yeah. about it, George. Just, well, stop just, justifying it. George Lucas, I know this is a bizarre thing to say, but as I'm listening to, to you read this, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's O.J. Simpson. <laughs> because I believe that O.J. <laughs> has convinced himself he didn't kill those people. He, he murdered and Star Wars. Wait a second. George, no, Luca- a- George Lucas has said this, has lied so much about this, he actually believes it. Yeah, I, he believes in himself. I now. think he's, he's absolutely delusional. Yeah. So, that uh, any any comment, Brian? I think I gave my comments okay. about that. I think we're all in agreement. Because yeah, that's, that's something that, Mr. Lucas, you just cannot gloss oh. over. I maybe should have waited and held that till the end of the show because now we're going to try to defend Lucas a little. All right. <laughs> In his defense, let's try let's try to be objective about changing the movies. This is his reason that he wants control of his movies and and feels like he can change them. This is a New York Times interview when uh, when Red Tails came out. <clears throat> I think there are a lot of important things in the world than feuds with fanboys. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. 
uh, Lucas says, with kind of a weary diffidence. But then he gets serious, even a little wounded. He explains that his first major features, THX 1138 and American Graffiti, were forcibly re-edited by the studios. Those were wrenching experiences he has compared to someone keying your car or chopping off a finger of one of your children. Afterward, Lucas set out to gain financial independence, so the final cut would forever be his. If the movie doesn't work, he vowed, it's going to be my fault. Lucas then seized control of his movies from the studios, only to discover that the fanboys could still give him script notes. Why would I make any more movies, he says, of the Star Wars movies? When everybody yells at you all the time and says what a terrible person you are, I'm retiring. I'm moving away from the business, from the company, from all this kind of stuff. Okay, so he makes an excellent point. He does. With, with, with these two movies, and I love American Graffiti, one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies of all time. Kind of an interesting color. I, kind of a cross between I'm not sh- I'm piss not yellow sh- and puke green. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm as, as forgiving there, however, because... He's he's once again comparing apples and oranges. He he had final cut on movies and he went back and changed them. That's not the same as having somebody else take final cut away from you. He had final cut and he took it away from himself. Right. It's not it's not an apples to apples comparison. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I think I think that attitude is why he's going so strong on the Clone Wars cartoon. I think by most accounts, Clone Wars is much better regarded than the prequels. Right. And fans of all stripes are coming back to it and saying, hey, there are prequel-era stories that I do like. Right. And because he's not getting those (coughs) vehement reactions from fans, I think that's why it was originally only going to be four seasons, and now they're already working on season six. Hmm. It's it's an okay show. I like it fine. It's it's okay bordering on awesome. Right. Am I the only one who kind of wants him to retire? I don't. I, mean, no. I don't. No. As, it, I, no. As a director, he needs to retire. No. No. I think I if think he so, retires, think, he's going to come back to it. No. And that's he just the needs problem. To retire, live his life on the ranch, no, and look pass at, away. Look at into, look a, at, into a blue but, ghost. But, but, thing, but, yeah, but, but, but if I may make a sports analogy, Michael or Michael Jordan. Thank you. He yeah. will come back to the Washington Couple Wizards times. and embarrass himself. Yeah. Then he will go Which play is baseball. what I think happened with Phantom Menace. Right. Okay. Oh, the prequel. He yeah. was he was out of practice, and he didn't know what Clearly he was doing. Out of practice, and you but... watched Phantom Menace, and it was like, oh, nice try, George. But what and is then, he, what has he said time and time and again then, that Phantom Menace was all about? It was a warm well, up to to introduce new technology yeah. more than and anything. So then you've got Attack of the Clones, which I think by most accounts is better than Phantom Menace, and you could see his act uh, his his directing chops getting better. <clears throat> and then Revenge of the Sith was better than the other two. Hands down. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Even you, Jimmy. No, I don't. I think, and I of think all the prequels, as, as much as I don't it's the like best them, of the prequels. I it's, think it's the smallest turd in the punch bowl. That, that, is, <laughs> that is him getting back to his form of being a director at top form. I and never I, think he was a top form director. Have you watched the THX 1138? I still don't think he's a, a, a top form director. I don't. I think there are many people who could outshine him in a heartbeat. Oh, sure. Well, There's better directors. The thing about George Lucas is he has something that most other filmmakers don't, and he has that sense of spectacle. Money, well, <laughs> money and resources, flannel, sure. Flannel and a beard. Um, but he has a sense of spectacle <clears throat> that the world really hadn't known on the level before 
he introduced it. I think he's a brilliant idea guy. And Don't get me wrong, but he's a horrible director. But that's why... I think that the whole series would have been better if different... If, as we learned from Empire, Empire, Empire and Jedi... If, if other people had directed all and, of them, I think we would if, all be happy. And Raiders of the Lost Ark. We said but, this when you but, were here. If, if Lucas actually had... had <laughs> no, I, I'd say the humbleness to step back and Humility. say... He tried. And say, hey, Ridley Scott... No, make, make a Star Wars he, film. He tried. He went David to Spielberg. Yes. He went well. He went to Spielberg and asked Spielberg to direct Phantom Menace. And Spielberg said, "No, George, you need to get back in the director's it's your, chair. It, it's your vision. Well, then your shame baby. on Spielberg for saying that. That's yeah. what because, happened. Exactly. I mean, he that tried is, to get somebody else. We would have had very different is directors. Spiel, other is Spielberg, Spielberg the only person out there? No. No, but, he, but that's what his but, 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 his point but, was he I wanted mean, very specific directors to do the people movies. he trusted. People and, he and, trusted. And, and, and by the way, he came up. I don't want to say people he could bully because you hear about Spielberg. Yeah. He said that Lucas has pushed him. You know, oh, it wasn't my idea to do the aliens in the in Indiana Jones four. That was Lucas's. Yeah, you but know? Lucas was the scriptwriter, and you don't argue with the scriptwriter. And, and by the way, let me. Oh can, my sure let, you can. Let, I was going to okay. say. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> just a second. Wait, just a second here. Okay, sure, you argue with the scriptwriter, but if your scriptwriter is George Lucas, you don't fucking argue with him. If Steven Spielberg's your has, director, you don't argue with your director because they have box office. And by the way, let me be the. <sighs> Let me be the devil's advocate because everybody just said uh, uh, a Return of the Jedi is the second best Star Wars movie. I don't no, agree. I don't agree either. I would say Star Wars A New Hope is the second best, and it was directed by George yeah, Lucas. True. It's And to me, it's the third a- Empire best. first and Star Wars A New Hope second. I'll be honest. My favorite's whichever one I'm watching. <laughs> we knew that already. All right. Ugh. Now we're going we're gonna to close out this segment with more in defense of George. And then we're going to kick him. Oh, but we hate George. Yeah. Oh, but we hate him. Kick him in his bearded balls. This, uh, Jeff sent me this, and this is beautiful. This is on uh, cracked.com. Uh, <laughs> this was so good. Oh, my God. And it was uh, Things That Star Wars Fans Need to Accept About George Lucas by Chris Buckholz. Um, about, the cha- about the changes. And, and by the way, look up this guy on cracked.com because he's, he's written a series of columns, and he is mm-hmm. so funny. Get over it because they're his damned movies. There you go. An obvious point, but needs to be stated clearly. Star Wars fans don't own the movies. We just like them. If they get changed and we don't like them anymore, that's fine. Because we don't have to like them anymore. That's the deal. All sorts of creative works come in multiple editions. Director's cuts, abridged, expanded. Lucas cuts of Blade Runner? And and that's the point he makes is Blade Runner is a Um, perfect example. Neil Gaiman had a really... I I don't know if you guys watched The People vs. George Lucas. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that... Much of a good time watching it, but um, <laughs> Neil Gaiman had a really great quote in it. He said that people come up to him often, and he was sort of defending George on, on this aspect, specifically about Jar Jar, where he said people come up to him and say, well, wow, I really didn't like your take on this character or that character, or he'll get fan mail saying, hey, you need to change this. And Neil Gaiman's take was like, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it, but this is what was in my head, and that was the art that I put out, and you can either enjoy it or not, but you don't have a right to tell me how I mm-hmm. need to do it or how it was supposed to have I, come out of my head. I consider Blade Runner one of the greatest science fiction movies ever made. And the funny part is, is that uh, I actually like the version with the narration, which Ridley Scott hated. That wasn't the version he wanted out there. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott says that he has a director's cut. Let's talk about a liar of a director here. Yeah. He put out a director's cut um, that actually with has... With more unicorns? With the unicorn scene from Legend. That he says was his director's cut. Bullshit. That's footage from another movie. And, and, and then Lee. And, and, and then Lee. What else did he do? Oh, uh, he released another version on DVD. 
Yeah, he's he's really. I mean, we can we can bitch about all the vi- versions of Star Wars that have come out, but we might as well put Sam Raimi on that heap while we're at it. for yeah. every version of Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness is coming. Exactly. Out. <laughs> oh God, yes. Um, and and it, anyway, this guy Buckholz continues. Uh, really, if Lucas wants to fix something that he thinks was a mistake in an earlier film, that's his business. Our lives aren't affected in any serious way if he changes it. Nor does he have a contract with us to preserve. He uses the Phantom Menace as an example, as some kind of uh, cultural monument to poor plotting. We're not talking about something important like the Constitution or the Godfather. The Godfather. Can I I just dig there a little bit? That was so good. Can I just suggest, though, that Lucas has brought a good deal of this on himself Mm -hmm. because he doesn't say things like this. His responses tend tend to. be in the vein of, Greedo I changed this, yeah. if you don't like it, you're stupid, and it was always that way when it's a lie. He yeah. doesn't, you know, he doesn't help himself well, because I, I his, his own responses are so defensive and so untrue. Well, certainly with the Greedo shot first yeah. thing. That are, just are we, we going to condemn an artist for not being <clears throat> a good public speaker? Right, right. No, that, and, and no I'm not... going to condemn anyone who, it, it's like, Jeff and I used to work with, uh, not work with, but we had a columnist at the at the Voldemort News who reviewed something, and not only did she not like it, but she said, "If you like it, you're stupid." Yep, and that is that is indefensible, yep. and that's the way George Lucas acts. Okay. Well, can I say there's a lot of fanboys who act that way I towards, agree. Oh, I agree. towards oh, people yeah. who Agreed. do like Phantom yeah. Menace. And we and don't, I, and, but I will be the first to say right now that I have never said anybody who likes the Phantom Menace is stupid. You can like it. You can find joy in it. No, Kobe, but I was stupid on the way out. There's well, plenty of times where you've told me about my opinion about completely unrelated movies. Well, you like Phantom Menace, so really, what does your opinion matter? That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely joke. true. <laughs> no, but... I. The, you can find well, joy. It's, in it's like it's it's our Twilight argument. If yeah. You, if you like them, or Star Trek Four. Just a, just admit <laughs> this is us coming to God. Yes. I like Star Trek Four. Uh, Love the yep. crap that you love. Just admit, admit it. Admit that it's admit crap. It. This was admit that it's crap, and that this it's not was, a well-made film. This is what I wanted to bring to the table about the prequels. Absolutely. Okay. On a one to ten, Phantom Mass is probably a five or a six. But you oh. know what? No, you're getting way My, too high. That was a little generous. Well, we'll, we'll get to the second Hold on half a second. on that. Yeah. Yeah. On a one to ten, it's a five or a six, which Ugh. is not. I mean, for me, that's really low. But you know what? I bring that extra four or five. You're saying that half of it's right good. here. Yeah, it's not. See, I would disagree. <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, well. We'll get to that in the yeah. second half. I of think the that's show. a big step for here's, me, Jimmy. Here's so. more. Uh, here's more. Uh, I'm proud of you, Brian. Uh, uh, <laughs> more props to Lucas here from this guy. Uh, number three. He might actually make the movies better. Right? Empire. Well, let's let's look at Yoda and Phantom Menace. Yeah. It was a puppet the first time around, and it was a bad puppet. CG Yoda's better. It, yes. Thank you, because... Better, but unnecessary. But, but, but yeah. Yoda and Phantom Menace, a prequel, looked older than Yoda in the later films. Was not a good puppet. It, it was wasn't. not a good puppet master that you didn't have uh, Frank Oz running it there. He just did the voice. It was, you know. So there's that. Now let's also not forget the exploding Death Star extra stuff that he did to that. Mm-hmm. That cool ring around it. Oh, the Y-axis? I think the biggest, nice. the best example is Cloud City. The Cloud exteriors City. in Cloud City. I, I did not mind any of the things he did with Empire. Uh, but then the first thing I think of is the band in Jabba's Palace. I loved the well, band in Jabba's Palace. But then there's... Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. I did. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, wait a minute. 
so so there's a yeah the exploding Death Star. There, these are a few. I that... think what people don't understand is that ninety percent of the changes that Lucas made, or not even changes, but improvements he made, are invisible. Like in Empire, for example, the cockpits. Yeah, on the cockpits Hoth, you couldn't where see you could see anymore. right through. Now you can't see through them. Yeah, yeah. You know, little tiny improvements like that that you don't even notice. <laughs> or but like they still haven't fixed that, the fucking uh, rancor. No, they have on the Blu-ray. Like the, the bat line is gone. It is. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So here's what here's what this guy says about Greedo shooting first. He says, uh, okay, since I found out that Lucas has made about five more versions of this scene with small variations, but in all the versions, the same three things are unchanged. Han reaching for his blaster because he was about to use it. That's right. He unclips the holster. After shooting, Greedo hand walks away coolly like he's done this sort of thing before and is kind of bored by it. Badass. And number three, George Lucas is an idiot. That hasn't changed. Oh, okay. Um, whether Lucas is an idiot and Han is a badass or George Lucas is an idi- idiot and Han is a very lucky badass honestly makes no difference in how we think of Han or watch the rest of the film or live our lives. I guess at the end of the day I can let go. Right, he's galactic badass. I can't. He, I you know he always has been, yeah. and Han has always been full of shit, and will always be full of shit. Yeah. So so there's the the shooting first defense of Lucas, I guess, and then finally he writes. The thing to remember is, it's just the Phantom Menace. Come on, right? we're talking about here. This this one isn't worth getting worked up about. Save the your, least of the Star Wars. Films. Save your real fury for when he puts a flying R two D two scene in Episode Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the big mistake I think with Episode Four, uh, Episode One, more than anything, is that we had so many years uh, to build up anticipation. To build, yeah. he he could have put out. I I'm guaranteeing you this. He could have put out the most badass Star Wars movie ever. It could have been directed by you name whatever director. It could have been screen coached and script coached by whoever, and it could have had the greatest actors ever known. And I guarantee you some people would be lining up to bitch about it. There's always yeah, going to be people lining up to bitch about it. But I'll say it is this. true of everything. No, but I will say, what was the, the amount of time between Star Trek films to J.J. Abrams? Mm. A couple of years. Was a couple? No, no, no. it was a lot more than well, a and, and well, let's take no, it back to, you take it back classic to, track? To, well, no, 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 no. Just because it's the characters. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Not next gens. It was, it was, the, well, it was like number Star Trek 6, 15. And that about. film, you know, you could eat. You, well, obviously, you're going to have haters behind it because like, that's not my track. <laughs> the movie was fucking amazing. And I'm sorry. He, J.J. Abrams revamped and relaunched that, that franchise. Well, better than anybody and, had and, in the past and, 10, 15 Lee's, years. Lee's argument I agree mm. with, except, uh, that, actually, actually. except that, not to disagree with Brian, except I'm going to. <laughs> I went and saw Phantom Menace, and I had not seen it in a good 10 I mean, I had forgotten about the whole underwater city thing, yeah. and I went into it with an open mind. I was looking forward to it, and when I got to the end of it and went, man, that sucked. And if it was a 3 out of 10, I'm being generous. It was not a good movie. Okay. You can say that no matter what, it would have gotten criticized, but it was not a good movie. And that's something that we need Brian to talk about. In the, in the second half. And by the way, after, let, after these. And, and yeah. let me correct Jimmy on, quickly on one thing. He says that J.J. Abrams reinvented Star Trek. For film, film, film for, versions, for, not for film, television. Uh, fuck off, Jimmy. You didn't see Star Trek, the motion picture, and then see... That's see true. Star That's Trek true. II Wrath of Khan follow up Star Trek the motion picture and, and redo it way Did I not better. say in the past 10 years? 
No, you didn't. Yes, I, I did. I don't remember. But I'll have to go back to the That the was so long. In the last 10 years, who the fuck cared? These messages will be right back. Hey, we want to congratulate our friends, filmmakers, and stars of Unicorn City. Their opening was last week. We were happy to be there. Big success. People loved it. And it is open now if you live in a theater near Utah. A Utah theater near you is what I'm trying to say. Uh, great little movie. A lot of people love it. It's about the uh, live-action role-playing people, the LARPers, the role-playing game people, the guys what dress up. And uh, our character, Voss, our lead character, uh, entices local gamers to create this utopian city, a real-life utopian city in an attempt to impress his uh, employer, this game maker. But uh, his paradise is disrupted when his evil nemesis, Shadowhawk, played by John Grease, Uncle Rico, Roger Linus from Lost, he shows up. You know me, I always root for the villain. It's also featuring Kevin Wiseman, uh, recognized around the world as Marshall Flinkman from Alias. And also my favorite scene from Clerks 2. Uh, UnicornCity.com is the website. Check your listings near you. And if you're listening to us out of state, you're going to be able to see it soon, too. We'll tell you how. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Jake the Computer Guy from PC Laptops. What makes PC Laptops the best place to get a computer on the entire planet? It's our personal relationship with you. Most people spend more time in front of their computers than with their families and friends. There are so many new technologies coming out, people find themselves frazzled trying to make it all work together. Most of us have smartphones, laptops, desktops, tablets, and music players of all brands. At PC Laptops, we make it really easy by making it all work together for you for a lifetime with no appointment necessary. Every new PC Laptops desktop computer comes with a lifetime parts and service warranty. You can own one for as low as $29 a month. And to make it extra sweet, we're doing zero down, zero interest financing for a whole year. OAC, I promise you'll be amazed. Get into any one of our locations right now or call us at 1-877-596-SAVE. Or check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Because at PC Laptops, we love you. SecretCompassCollectibles.com. want to thank them for coming back on to Geek Show Podcast. Uh, we love them. They're uh, terrific. The customer service is unmatched. And uh, they got a brand new website. It's easier to lo- uh, use. It looks better. You can just search you know, like Star Wars if you want to find a Star Wars collectible or Star Trek. It's all there. Uh, here's what they're uh, pushing right now. Brand new website, easy to use. And there are uh, some products they want to tell you about. Star Wars The Blueprints, limited edition book from Epic Inc., 336 pages of production blueprints, droid blueprints, ship blueprints. The book itself is the size of a coffee table, and with these blueprints, you could probably make your own Death Star. Also, the uh, 1-1 scale Heath Ledger as the Joker bust from Hollywood Collectibles Group looks like he's right there in your living room. And they are taking pre-orders for the 12-inch. Uh, 12-inch 11th Doctor Who figure, limited edition figure from Big Chief. My recommendation is these 12-inch Kenner action figures by Gentle Giant. I've already got my Jawa and my 3PO and R2 are on their way. SecretCompassCollectibles.com is the website, or you can find a link on our website, SecretCompassCollectibles.com. Ah, welcome to Broken News. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) It must be time. Uh, Look who's back. The Broken News segment of the program. Uh, This is uh, the halfway point of the the Star Wars Intervention show called The Geek Show versus George Lucas, Uh where we sit Brian down and and have a talk, Mm -hmm. a long, serious talk with him. To come into Jesus. I won't uh, spoil it, but... uh, 
He does make a confession in the next half. Yeah. Okay, so that's, oh. that's coming up. Maybe I should listen. Actually, it's, called, it's a come to crom. It's huh. a come to crom meeting. Come to crom. Come to crom's us. Yep. <laughs> Kneel before crom. Uh, but anyway, so that'll continue in a moment. Uh, this is the Broken News segment. We call it Broken News because you have an internet. Chances are you probably heard about this stuff. But just in case you're not one of those people who are online 24 hours a day, we have breaking broken news for you. That's good service. You mm-hmm. do. Jeff, Jimmy, Shannon, Mr. What's B. Up? What's up? Mr. B has joined us for this. Yes. All right. I felt bad. I felt bad for the public. That you, well, the public felt bad that you weren't here for the Star Wars show. <laughs> so now you get a little, you get a little more dog. Yeah, just right. a little. I have some stuff. Ooh, ooh. I got stuff. Well, let's first talk about the Avengers trailer. Oh, oh. wait, there's a new Avengers trailer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hadn't heard about it. Uh, uh. Is it any good? I bought stretchy pants. <laughs> you bought stretchy pants? Yeah, my boner got too too big for my little pants. <laughs> That trailer's something fucking else, isn't it? Oh my god! I, I just I immediately thought of you when the Hulk saved Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man. Oh uh, shit! As you should have. I I just I, I I thought I heard somewhere an explosion of cum. Yeah. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> well, no. Luckily, I, luckily it wasn't because I was watching it with my employees at the Seven Eleven. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who <laughs> screamed wildly when it was over. You got it all over the taquitos. Yeah, the taquitos were a mess. <laughs> new batch, new batch. Any uh, any thoughts, feelings, other than E? If that, I mean, I was looking at that and I was watching, I, I giggled like a schoolgirl. And I can only think that I kind of wish I'd seen it, that shot in the theater with, uh, you know, 200 people around me. Mm-hmm. Because oh, that, that would have been, been fun. But if they're willing to show that... My God, I don't know. There's got to be some. Other, I don't know what they're not showing. What the fuck right? else is in that thing? Do right? I'm with it. What's the line? I'm bringing the party to you. Yeah. Oh, holy shit! All right, Jeff. I ask you, what are the complainers saying about it? That looks like Transformers. Oh, Cap's, fuck cost- fuck Cap's costume looks stupid. Right. Shut up. How? Why are they always fighting each other? <laughs> Can't they just get along? <laughs> yeah, because that would be great. All right, let's let's address Cap's costume. I feel I am inherently qualified to answer this one. His costume is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and, and I'm talking about my favorite character in the Marvel universe. When I heard they were making the first movie, I looked at a comic book and went, "Oh shit! Oh god, no!" Yeah. <laughs> His costume is silly, but uh, it's as close as you're going to get to. A realistic-looking capsuit without it looking like the 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 World War II propaganda play yeah. thing that he did. Right. You know, I mean, come on. It doesn't look any worse than the one that was in the the Captain America movie. Oh, and and that one was a great one. I, I love that costume. Yeah. Uh, I wish I kind of wish they'd have kept it. Me I do too. Yeah. But then I know there would be a natural progression because mm-hmm. Stark would get a hold of it and make improvements. Yeah, so right. that that will happen. So so, but, it, so it looks less military too. Yes, because he's no longer necessarily a soldier. Yeah. Oh, and technically, and for everybody that complained about the helmet, and the helmet makes his head look like a bobblehead. It's a fucking helmet. It is a helmet, and my God, watch the trailers again because it looks like Chris Evans is going to spend at least fifty percent of the movie not in the helmet. Yeah, right. Which is fine. Which is just and better actually. Right. I'd rather Jesus. he not. Uh, let's see. What was the other complaint? It looks like Transformers. Yeah. Uh, because it's got robots in it. Yeah. It's got CGI something with metal. Fuck it. Oh, Stupid. Well, here's the difference. 
it'll be good. Therefore, right. it won't look <laughs> like it won't look like Transformers. Do I draw, right. draw, want them to draw the bad guys in fucking crayon, you assholes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Did you want? Did you want your fin fang foom with purple pants? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Something that the, something that the rest of the world like, would stare at and go, "What are you fucking comic books uh, thinking?" I yeah. can't imagine watching that trailer and and complaining about it. Exactly. What a, you know what I mean? I'm just like I, I watched that thing. I I, th- I think I watched it five times at the on the smart board at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. Right, because I could blow it up all big and uh, and and turn off the lights, and it was God damn it. I mean, that, that, all right, fellow staff members, it's, it's like, reading it's, time exactly. <laughs> well, it was just like you. I can't believe people complain. It's like you'd Hell have no. to work. I'm going to find something to p- that pisses me exactly. off. Exactly. That's what, exactly What it. about that shot of Iron Man kicking the shit out of Thor oh. right out of the screen? Oh, right. oh God. Or, yeah, and what is it? They need a timeout. <laughs> They're all yeah. standing there. That place is destroyed. Yeah. Just love it. Ah! Uh, th- that being said, I do have a complaint against it. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, if the film lives up to the hype, it ruins all other superhero movies. Well, that's you what you and fucked. I were talking about well, yesterday. You, you are all officially now fucked. <laughs> here's here's my complaint about it. It's because it's not May yet. That's my complaint. Yeah, about right. That damn thing. Well, let me ask you this. And, right. Well, maybe we should save it for we're recording next week again. But like, my question is, I asked Jeff this. It's like, um, that looks like the fucking culmination of superhero movie right there. Like like every superhero movie, yeah. where well, do you go from there? Exactly. How is anything else going to live up to You've that? You've got a point. Yeah. Well, well, let me liken it to something. My, my favorite Western is Unforgiven by Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. which is Western demythologizing and they didn't make westerns again after Unforgiven for many years Cause because they were like, because what else was there to say? What at that can point? we do? Yeah. Is, is Avengers going to to do that to the rest of our superhero just, movies. No I think it's going to be weird. I mean, obviously when they come out with Avengers 2, you know, they're going to do it again, but it'll be weird watching like Iron Man 3 and you're like, oh, I wish Iron Man could play with America but, was there. But that doesn't mean that I guarantee they'll bring <laughs> some of the other characters into it. That would be nice. I bet they'll do some crossover. It would be nice to have some some guest hero, yeah. you know, in, in the Iron Man. Well, we know Rhodey's going to be there, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know. So anyway. it's like, and here's also what I'm thinking. It's like, okay, this thing looks like an action-packed jizz fest. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you're gonna have the the Dark Knight mumbles, <laughs> the Dark Knight mumbles, and I can't understand yeah. the villain either. It's I'm gonna be, all, it's gonna be all cerebral and boring. Hmm. No, I'm looking forward to Dark we'll Knight. See. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm even looking forward to the Amazing Spider-Man. I think it. I, mean, I am too. I think they all look fucking uh, rad. Hey, actually, can we talk about that? Did you guys look up the exclusive clip that Sony gave to? Ain't it cool in a bunch of other places? I for, I did uh, not for Amazing Spider-Man. What's the What's the scene? Maybe I did see it. Uh, Peter goes to visit Gwen Stacy and can't get into her building. Because oh, the, the doorman. Do- because I didn't. I didn't be- because the doorman's a douche. Yeah, the speaker was broken on my computer, so I could see that it was the guy from Rescue Me. Uh-huh. Uh But that's all I got. What guy from Rescue Me? Which uh, one? Uh, the fat one. Yeah. Uh, the fat guy. Lou. Rescue Lou. Thank you. Huh. What What? Here Here was my reaction. Is Peter Parker versus a doorman? No, yeah, I. Pretty much. <laughs> it, it made me feel like they were ripping off Sam Raimi again. When mm. Peter couldn't get into Mary Jane's play and Bruce Campbell stopped. That's true. Oh, I've fucking seen that scene already. Hmm. One, and hmm. two. This is the exciting clip. You, yeah, I, I thought that, it was, was boring. No, no, it was a terrible clip to show. You know, I was like, "What? Did he use spider webs in it?" <laughs> He didn't want him to see his costume in his bag. Yeah. Oh. It was a pretty bad clip. 
I'll, I'll say it's that. Well, what I'm excited for. That every I've watched that trailer a bunch of times too. I think that movie looks all right. I'm, yeah. It of the three. Jeff is concerned least, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really concerned. Jeff's concerned. I'm. I'm not. No. I think of the three, I'm the least excited about it, but I'm still excited for it. I would agree. I think it's Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, and then Spider Man. It's like that's my that's my order of importance I, as well. And that's how they come out. So who knows? Yeah. I'm totally 100 percent stoked for the Avengers, and I'm kind. Of, I'll be honest. I'm kind of meh on Dark Knight and really? on Spider Man. I'll go Spider-Man. see him. Oh, cool. All right, yeah. there we go. I mean, because I was telling Jeff yesterday. I mean, go ahead and flame me if you want. I thought the uh, the last Batman movie is kind of boring. Uh, I love the Dark Knight. Heresy, yeah. Oh my call god! Call me a heretic. I don't yeah. care. I won't call you a no, heretic. You, you can but, have your opinion, but, 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 but I'm but, just shocked I because it. it's, in my opinion, it's like maybe I, the second greatest yeah. superhero movie yeah. ever. I'm in that boat. I went back and watched it again when uh, when Sue was out of town last that's, weekend. That's and, when I decided it was really well, boring. Vice, watched it a Vice second and I time. Got in, uh, we had a discussion one time. He's like, "Go watch it again. It doesn't hold up." I watched it again. Totally yeah, holds see, up. I, see, I don't I think it holds up. I think it does. They need a better Batman. As far as sequels go, that we won't have to worry about. It looks like. Possibly Ghostbusters three. Oh, I heard you talk Darn. about this on the, on the radio. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we did this on the radio, but uh, this is a, a big story uh, because uh, Bill Murray told Dan Aykroyd on the phone or to his face, "I'm not going to do it. Not going to do Ghostbusters 3. Uh Dan Aykroyd was uh, being interviewed uh, for something, and I, I pulled this off the internet. Over, Overeaters Weekly. The, uh, the daily, the daily, the Daily Telegraph in England. Um, this is uh, he put to bed all those uh, will here won't be Bill Murray Ghostbusters three rumors. Uh, it will not be called Grumpy Old Ghostbusters. Uh, it will not happen. He said, "Quotes: I honestly don't know at this point. It's in suspended animation. The studio, the director Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis feel there must be a way to do it, but Bill Murray will not do the movie. Then don't do it. He doesn't want to be involved. He's got six kids, houses all over America. He golfs in these tournaments where they pay him to turn up and have fun. He's into his life and living it." I know we'd have a lot of fun. I can't be mad at him. He's a friend first, a colleague second. We have a deep personal relationship that transcends business, and he doesn't want to do this. Well, if you want to do something, <laughs> do a reboot. So, exactly. There won't be a Ghostbusters 3, mm-hmm. but no. I can guarantee you Paramount will not let this die. No, no, no. they shouldn't. There you will know. be a new Ghostbusters I'll tell you what, movie. if Bill Murray's not involved, I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it. it, it long the way they're going to do it is they'll do a reboot, and then... Uh, Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis will all be people calling in, you know, I have a ghost problem. <laughs> and they'll be old crotchety men in their old haunted houses. Aww. I think they should just do, call it West Coast Ghostbusters or something like that. <laughs> right. And, and let, you know, uh, what's what's the kid's name? Oscar. Let it be Oscar. And he's, oh, Oscar. you know, he's opened it up for his <laughs> uncle Peter, you know. There you go. Whatever, he still has you know. nightmares about Vigo. Yeah, you know, something like that. <laughs> Waking up in a cold sweat. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Just recast it, reboot it, and yeah, it just over. go for it. Just yeah. Anyway, and much, I yeah, bet Slimer would do it. Oh, I'm sure. And for love of God, don't cast Michael Sarah or Jonah Hill. Thank you. I agree. It's not a good idea. Uh, I think yeah. they're goofy. It's just, it'll be terrible. Twenty one Jump Street. Like, go uh, fuck yourself. I'd like Tim and Eric to make it, but oh God, why do you? <laughs> no, I'm Never mind. sorry. <laughs> Jesus, I, I, God, I, I hate know. them. I you know, know you don't like them. I somebody, hate them. No. Somebody made a comment there. They're like, how do they get Johnny Depp to, to do a you know um, a guest spot in 21 Jump Street? Because he does. And I was oh, really? Like, I, was I didn't like, know that. I go, he was in fucking Jack and Jill. Yep. I don't think Johnny Depp cares anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, Speaking of Johnny of, Depp. They, they sort of dangle the bottle of wine. and then 
Did you guys watch? Uh, uh, did you guys I'm watch? I've yeah. been watching that uh, Life's Too Short show on HBO. Uh-uh. You know, it's been getting critically panned, but I like it. <laughs> I love it. What you is know? it? I don't know it's, about it. It's, it's uh, uh, Wicket. Warwick Davis. Oh, okay. Warwick Davis is uh, it's it's a, it's the mock documentary TV series following him around. Really? <laughs> Which is and it's done by uh, Gervais, Gervais and Merchant. And Merchant. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one with Johnny Depp. Making, I, I haven't seen that one yet. But. <laughs> he makes him river dance. Oh, funny! It's so good. He's like, yeah, that's right, Johnny Depp. Yeah, just you ever river dance? Go ahead, river dance, and it's great. And he's making notes because he's going to play a midget in a somehow CGI in a movie. And he's, and he's just and he's walking around behind uh, Wicket, going funny little walk into his <laughs> into his tape recorder. Into his tape funny little walk. Oh, he jumped into the chair. It's really funny. That's awesome. It's been cra- it's been panned by the critics, but uh, I think it's great. How I many just, episodes is it? Hilarious. It's like six or eight, I think. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, but there's been British. two on so far. Yeah. I didn't see the first one, but the one with Johnny Depp killed me. Well, God, no, I have good TV news. Oh, Ooh. this is going to make you very happy, especially you, sir. <gasps> Well, is it is it know. is it that doughy chick from Happy Endings is going to take her top off? On oh, episode? please, Abby, what's her name? I don't know. No, no, but no, I no. Love her. Uh, Casey, Casey Wilson. Casey, Casey. Wilson. We, we got love a crush her. On her. We love her. She makes my penis she doughy. She is the best. And it's funny because I just read an article that New Girl is just huge, successful, and I'm like, you know, everybody I know is jumping off. Uh, they're not interested. Sure. They're 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 interested in. Hey, uh, what's the theme song of that show? Who's that, that girl? <laughs> Who's that, that girl? It's, it's Jess. Just... <laughs> Stuck Jimmy's, in, Jimmy's, Jimmy's Every, steaming right I, now. I, I told I told Vice uh, that uh, theme song. Is, it reminds me of uh, you know when you say like, "What are you gonna pick?" And you're like. Hot pockets. Like, you know, every time he does it, I'm like, it's Jess. <laughs> I, just, I have to get it out here. It drives me insane. I have American Horror Story oh, news. Oh, yes. I've been seeing this. Yes. yes. This, is, uh, this is a big deal. This, oh. uh, we're not uh, being told exactly. What the hell? What the hell? Of course. But, but we know who the hell. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, American uh, Horror Story Season 2. Season 1 stars returning. We knew, we told you about Jessica Lang. Now, is she going to play the same character, though, did they no. say? No. All these characters, are, all these actors are playing different characters. The other big sign, Zachary Quinto. Yeah. Ah, yeah. He's coming back? He's coming back as her nemesis. Ah. So whether she's... So she's playing a totally different character. So whether she's bad and he's good or he's good and she's bad, we, we don't he know. He's a good bad guy, I'll but, say that. But uh, he, will, he will be uh, a lead. Nice. Also, uh, Evan Peters... Who played the psycho killer kid, uh, the boy? Oh Jesus! Jessica Lange's daughter. That actor will be back. Yeah. Uh, and now the other two were just minor characters. Sarah Paulson, who played the psychic. Yeah, flat face. Okay. Flat yeah. face. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, another one, uh, Lily Rabe. Is that the differently abled she lady? She played. No- I wish Nora <laughs> Montgomery. One of the original owners of the house at the center of the series, yeah. Nora Montgomery. Hmm. Was she the blonde? Oh, the blonde with the bullet hole in the baby head. In the baby, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, that the one. The gunshot yeah. in the back of her head. Oh, okay. I think that's her. All right. Uh, it says here that uh, the uh, uh, yeah. Okay, we got all, we got all those taken care of. Um, uh, Paulson had a more limited run as the medium uh, in the birth episode. Uh, okay. Uh, coincidentally, and perhaps even more revealing about the possibilities of what season two horror institution is at the center. What? It will be on the East Coast. Uh-huh. It will be a hospital of some kind. It's oh, creepy. 
And here's a little hint that uh, one of the creators has dropped out there. Um, the paramagnetic grip is the same type of energy that's often found in prisons and asylums. He also noted that the secret to season two could be found in the birth hour episode. Oh, I had heard if about that. If you go back to, yeah. to, to episode, uh, the season one episode where the birth happens, the secret is in there. Huh. So that's I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing it out there for you extreme Yeah, somebody, will somebody else do that for us? Yeah, That'd be and great. Let it get so, back to yeah, us. And, and, and that way, tell us and we can shoot down your theory. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for. Stupid. We do it because we love. Uh, let's see. I've got uh, more. Uh, Any movie. American Idol news? Let me see. <laughs> Just X Factor. <laughs> nope. Apparently, no one's watching it. Oh, okay. Darn. No one's watching X Factor either. They're all. I heard that terrible uh, Big Bang Theory beat it. Well, you know the you know the story. Unless your music show has swivel chairs, no one cares. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Men in Black Three. Oh hell no. Now, Barry Sonnenfeld, who is behind this one as well, mm-hmm. was uh, interviewed with Empire Magazine, and here's what he said: We knew starting the movie. That we didn't have a finished second or third act. Oh, that's a good way to go. Was it responsible? The answer is, if this movie does well, it will be seen as genius. If it's a total failure, then yes, it was a really stupid idea. Oh, my God. God. Isn't that what they did with, like, Beverly Hills Cop 3? Didn't they just start shooting it and it wasn't, Mm, they weren't finished with it? When they go to Wally World? Yes. (laughs) Why the fuck... And one and one or both of the Charlie's Angels movies were that were written that yep. way too. Well, who cares? Those had titties and bum bums in it. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> There's your third act right there. Right? Dance for me, Rick Baker. Let's the have ma- him wash a fucking car. Rick Baker, the makeup guy, uh, was uh, said his quote as saying, "Is it was a crazy production. We had a writer actually on the soundstage writing the words moments before the guys had to say them. Oh God! Oh, God. I don't think that's any way to make a movie. But I've seen a rough cut." And I was actually shocked at how good it was. Well, that's, I, not, that's not like a ringing endorsement, sir. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I thought this was going to be a total piece of shit. But it was but okay. It's, it's only, it's only kind of shitty. No, it only smells like it. It's, it didn't taste like it. It has the consistency. Yeah. But... What was he holding up fucking cue cards as he wrote? <laughs> you watch Will Smith's eyes like this, like drifting uh, off to the side. It looks like a really long Saturday Night Live uh, skit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> he didn't prepare. Um, oh, hell no. Oh, okay. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Instead of oh, hell no, could I say something else? Yeah, I did now I make Tommy these... Lee Jones looks at a thing and he goes, grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> now I make these look good. <laughs> is, that, is that a question? <laughs> oh, it's a smear. Sorry. Jesus. Oh. All right. Wasn't looking forward to it before? Yeah. Now I'm totally not. Ugh. Oh, that makes me sad. I'm sure that we'll have the ability to get y'all free screening. So uh, uh, I, we would say... They'll it, be giving this thing away. When, Why? We, when we offer free passes, take them. Don't right. pay to see this is movie. Is anybody it expecting like. it to be good? I mean, because two is shit. Well, not now. <laughs> no. no, two is terrible. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I'll be thrilled if you two come back and say, you know what? Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. That was really good. <laughs> I, would, I would love to hear that. Can you guys uh, review John Carter yet, or do you have to wait? Uh... Where are we? It's tomorrow. No, yeah, it's it's tomorrow it opens yeah. on Friday. Yeah. yeah. So you can't? I mean, I, you can't give it a rating, right? No. I'll say, I can't? <laughs> <laughs> 
I've heard good things. Let me just say that. I can I say this? I, now I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. But I know somebody who has, and I've also heard good things. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I, you know, I know someone, it's a different person uh-huh. who has seen it. Uh-huh. And they told me that it was good. That's oh. what I've heard, that it's good, that people should go see it. And, well, I said this on the air. I talked to Sean Means in an unofficial capacity. This is not <laughs> his review. He's the re- uh, critic for the Tribune here in town. And he said that it was quite good. So can I, I can say we're one hearing thing. a lot of good things. It's not a review that just is, is in the film. Yes. Uh, there is a line that he says, John Carter of Mars. That sounds better. And I go, yes, it does. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And, well, and then at the very end of the movie, I can say this. There's a big shot of Mars. <gasps> and the credit comes up and it says, John Carter of Mars. Yes, it does. Uh. It's like now, the, it's like, now it does. We hey, tricked you. <laughs> let's make this great sci-fi film, and uh, we're going to call it Bob Allen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. I've got, oh, here's, a, here's something. This is a movie that uh, is going to be produced. I just like the title. It's based on the image comic and graphic novel. Follows a covert government program to turn schizophrenic patients into assassins. The film will also focus on a patient with the abilities of, well, Cowboy Ninja Viking is what it's called. (laughs) The ability follows a patient with the abilities of a cowboy, ninja, and Viking who escape and go after the shady character who runs the program. Nice. (laughs) I can't wait for the video game. What? So, Cowboy Ninja Viking. Viking. I hope that's what they call it. Because it just means, like, yeah, we don't care anymore about titles. <laughs> oh, we can't call it Cowboy because Cowboys versus Aliens. Uh, yes. <laughs> can, can, can we call this Inmate 1, 2, and 3? Yeah, let's, we have to call it something else. <laughs> is it three people or is it? Yeah, I think. I think th- it's like four guys. <laughs> they're, all, but, uh, they're all glued together. <laughs> but here's the good news. It's the Zombieland Riders. Mm-hmm. Oh, Reese and Warnick. Paul Warnick and Rhett Reese. So, uh that's pretty good. Mike that's pretty good, Carrie. Let's go see that one. Fun. You and me. We'll go on a date. I'll make it even better for you. What's that? Let, Let me up the ante, all right? Well, okay. okay. I think okay. you can. It was presented to Disney. Uh-huh. They said they didn't want it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was deemed too edgy, so Universal what? Studios picked it up. Oh, okay. Too edgy, because I say, what the fuck? Disney wants everything. <laughs> so they said, yeah, we don't want it. All right, let's see. I've got a bunch of stuff, but I, I, I think I want to save it for the panel. I've got to – there's all this, all this Sherlock bullshit that is going on. You know, the British have the, the episode, you know, their episodic TV show Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Which your, is awesome. With your Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. And, 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 and Martin Freeman, too. Yeah. And have, you see, have you watched it, Carrie? I have not yet. It's really, really good. But then there's going to be two ripoffs of it mm-hmm. here in America. Mm-hmm. And they've just cast one of them. Who's your Who's your Sherlock? I bet it's no Benedict Cumberbatch, whoever it is. You are correct about uh-huh. that, sir. It couldn't be further <laughs> it, from. It, it is, is, no, is it? Is it, it uh, oh, let me guess. Can I guess? Philip Michael Thomas. No, no but, uh, but, he, but, he, but he has three names. He has three names. No, the oh, it's the other one. Then. John Wayne Gacy. The uh, the uh, actress. Oh, I was saying. Oh, I think I saw this. It's um a girl Sherlock. No. Oh, she, no, she, she's, no, 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 uh, she, she, she's Watson. I'm fooling you. She's Watson. Sorry. Mm-hmm. They have a female. I call her Watson. Watson. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's Lucy Liu, and I just, oh, I just love her. I'm she's sorry. Hot. She is yeah, but, really When she's hot. washing a car. 
Me and, too, right? And when she Ooh. says, I'll cut your fucking balls off. Oh, oh, that's oh. pretty good, too. That's pretty hot when who's, she says that. Who's playing Sherlock? Uh, let's see. Uh, this is the CBS. Uh, CBS, their Sherlock is called uh, Elementary. Um, uh, this one, let's see. Lucy Lewis playing on the side as Watson. Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Angelina is, Jolie. Well, oh, Angelina from, Jolie's first husband. Yeah. Yes. From uh, uh, Train Spotting. He will be. Yeah. Um, hackers. I always say yeah. hackers. <laughs> yes, hackers and Train Spotting. Yeah. He was in both. Uh, train Spotting was He better. will play Sherlock Holmes. TV Guide describes him as a recovering addict and consultant for the NYPD. So, yeah, it's a total ripoff of. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But but don't sue us because our Watson's a girl. Aye, and she's Chinese or something. I bet she knows Kung Fu. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I can hate. hardly wait for the. Uh, porn spoof of it in which you'll be Twatson. Twatson? Um, you know, I, I would say watch the, the – it's a Masterpiece Theater thing. There's only like three episodes per season of mm-hmm. that British Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And it's the guy that does Doctor Who right now. He is responsible for him. And it is really goddamn good. Okay. It's okay. really I'll, good. I've been told by many that I need to see this. I've got season two on DVD. Thanks, Tyler Gray. What have you uh, got for us um, um, uh, 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 Jimmy? <laughs> was there a question mark on the cue card? Jimmy? What the hell was that? He kept shaking it. They're just writing it over there and throwing it at me. All right. Uh, it's like Men are Block 3. We got a, a bunch of things coming out. Uh, Game of Thrones is now out on Blu-ray and DVD. The first season? The first season. If any of you guys get that, I got it. could I borrow it? Because yeah. I ain't watched it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching it right now with Kat. Uh, I, I just finished the first episode. Like, did you say you're totally uh, Valsar galacting it? Oh, you just like, like sit down and watch the whole thing. What, no. was the, what was the show that you guys have been watching that you just couldn't stop watching? You turned it on, you're like... Oh, no, no, no. We didn't want a Portlandia. Right. Yeah, we didn't want a Ballastar Galactic. Because we watched the first episode. We're like, oh, fuck. Let's watch it again. We're like, no, it's 2 a.m. Uh-uh. No, no, we're going to bed. Right. <laughs> so when I finish it, you can totally borrow it. Cool. Uh, Immortals is now out. Immortals. Immortals. That's the uh, fake 300 movie. Yeah, th- yeah. 301. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, Mighty Python and the Holy Grail is now on Blu-ray. Oh, God, I can finally see that. Yep. Um, do I have? Oh, yeah, that's right. Someone I... stole my DVD version of it. Oh. Now you can get upgrade. I'll have to upgrade to Blu-ray. <laughs> Seems like I had that. But... Vice was very upset that he was not asked to be in the remake of Footloose. Which <laughs> so, is very, <laughs> so very, so uh, very. To Catch a Thief is now on Blu-ray. Great old film with Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Skin I Live In uh, with Antonio Banderas. Fucking bizarre movie, but it's really good. Okay. Really good. Uh, let's see what else well, is coming. He smells good. I know that. And his nasal <laughs> passages are mm-hmm. very clear. The Deer Hunter is now on Blu-ray. Diddy Bell! <laughs> the, 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 the real, the original one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there a remake of Deer Hunter? No, I was just wondering if they had remade it. They're no, remaking everything. Right? There's Walken. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. All All right. And Diddy Mao. And Diddy Mao. Yeah. Uh, this film just broke records at the Razzies, and it's the worst film of 2011. Jack and Jill is now on Blu-ray. Uh, there you go. I think if we do our, uh, do our charity event, again, you know, where we do a marathon, I think we're doing Jack and Jill. I don't like know. We, I don't like know. It's, it's a toss-up between that and Project X. Jesus. Oh, you're right. Well, Jeff really hated Project. Well, Project, Project X would have to be the next year's. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff, oh, Jeff gave zero Oh, stars. I give it zero, too. Oh, okay. I don't like racist, anti-Semitic, anti-gay movies. Okay. Really? Um, why, next why, co- do you, why do you hang out with all of us, then? <laughs> <laughs> an ex-co-worker. real life. An ex-co-worker of, uh, of yours, uh, Carrie, yeah. uh, I, that I follow on the Facebook, said that uh, he found it charming and entertaining. Project X? Uh-huh. Charming and entertaining. Huh? Uh-huh. 
There's a local. Could you could you write down the name of this person so I can? I get think a, you know who they are. I get a better idea. Was it? Uh, was it? Uh, <laughs> you betcha. Well, you nailed of course, it, buddy. Of course he would. Yes. All right. What? I'll explain. Later. Oh, okay. Uh, a, an independent film called Light Crazy is now out. Uh, Shannon, you'll be excited that Adventure Time. It came from the Nidosphere is now out. <laughs> What's that? It, I think it's a collection of their couple of, of Adventure Time. Oh, I love that show. Uh, Derek t- Hunter's doing the backgrounds for those now. You know that. Seriously, that's his, that's his job. That's awesome. He that's does the Derek, backgrounds. He does the backgrounds for Adventure Time now. That's his job. That's and all he just does. A, we knew him here on Geek Show <laughs> that's back right. in the old days. That's awesome. Yes, he went on to bigger and better things. <laughs> I uh, wish I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Got that gig at seven. Yeah, that's pretty cherry, dude. Uh, Fuck you Transformers Prime, the first <laughs> season is now on Blu-ray. Uh, Who cares? That's the one where they're robot animals, huh? They all look like Stupid. Michael Bay movies. Stupid. <laughs> that's the new. It's the new cartoon, isn't oh, it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Ron Howard movie. Ron Howard movies, Parenthood, is now on Blu-ray. I love Parenthood. I don't watch the TV show though, but. It's apparently nothing at all nothing? to yeah. do with it, except for a name. Uh, Charade, the old uh, film is on Blu-ray. Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space is now on Blu-ray. <laughs> the, 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 the original black and white yeah. classic. Oh, no, this one's actually in the color one. They did, I guess they colorized it. <laughs> Your stupid minds. You see? You see? Colorized. I love it. Oh, I want to watch This looks even shittier. <laughs> I, I want to watch Ed Wood again now, just talking about it. Uh, little, love, we should that show that movie. I love <laughs> Ed Wood. Have you shown it? Yeah. It's great. Little Shop of Horrors is now on Blu-ray. Oh, goddamn, I love that. That's a great movie. Feed and me, Themo. Vice Squad, this is the, the Jerk is now on Blu-ray. Oh, oh yay. <laughs> he hates these cans. <laughs> because it's just me and you. It's an asshole. No, no, shithead. No, shithead. Shit yeah. That hero, he's shithead. He's he's a shithead. Name <laughs> hero. Yeah. Uh, kids, if you haven't seen that movie, I know it's one of your parents' films. But uh, so do yourself a favor and watch it. I was born a poor black child. Yes. <laughs> Sir, you are talking to a Negro. <laughs> ah! One of my favorite scenes is he goes, I wonder how Navin's doing. He goes, I don't know, ask him. Hey, Navin, <laughs> how, how you doing? doing? I'm good. He's still out, dear, still out dear, hitchhiking. Dear folks, I believe I will be bringing in more money to send to you this week. Patty says she is giving me a blowjob. <laughs> Well, and, the, and then the, 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 the gangster that comes to him when he's rich and says, uh, yeah, we're going to need some money from you. You know, we've got to keep out the eggplants. So I don't have a garden here. <laughs> no, we've got to keep out the jigaboos. Oh, of course. You know, you want to keep them out, I suppose. Yeah, the jungle bunnies. Yeah, of course, they'll eat the eggplant. It's, <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> it's, <laughs> or the whole thing where he's like, that first day we were together, well, that felt like two days. <laughs> right? Let but me just the, say this. That right? second day, it felt like a half a day. Bernadette Peters Jugs, man. Yeah, yeah. right. They helped this young man through many a long, lonely right. night. All right. I think I may argue that's probably Steve Martin's best film. Yes. Picking out a thermos that's for you. you. Well, I know what an airy thermos is. We're sorry, folks. Uh, just like I said, you kids, if you haven't seen it, get it on Blu-ray. So did you, are you thank us later? Are you admitting that you jerked to the jerk? I jerked to Bernadette Peters' <laughs> chest. Jerked to the, the jerk. jerk. Oh man. When when they're at the fancy restaurant and she's got the, the oh, yeah, yeah. low cut yeah. and he says mm. there are there are snails on her plate take them away you know? <laughs> <laughs> bring us those grilled cheese appetizers we asked for earlier <laughs> oh, anyway all right the jerk man what two brains is good too I agree 
Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I do like that. Oh, that's a good one, too. I yeah. do like that. Maybe we should do one. Remember when this guy was funny? Yeah, remember before Cheaper by the let's, Dozen? Let's do a theme night. <laughs> when Steve Martin was funny night. Oh, what we'll, uh-huh. call we'll call it. We'll call it in a memorium to Steve in Martin. Memoriam. <laughs> we could do like a whole. We could do like a whole series of those. I think oh. Eddie Murphy. In, our In Memoriam series continues. Remember when they were funny. That'd be really cool. Trading places, like, Beverly Hills like, yeah. Cop. Every other month, yeah. Eddie we Murphy. Go. Yeah, we got to have trading places in that. Oh, because that was even that could even be counted in the Dan Aykroyd one. Right, <laughs> I remember right. It was funny. I don't want to say you know trading places and like coming to America or like oh god, fucking Beverly Hills Cop, man. Beverly oh, well, Hills Cop, yeah. Let's do Beverly fun. Hills Cop like well, Beverly Hills Cop forty eight hours, and we could put Dan Aykroyd the trading places one along with like. Ghostbusters yeah. or Blues Brothers if, or something. In memoriam. If, if, yeah. if not for community, I'd say we could do Chevy Chase with Fletch. With, he's with he's Fletch redeemed and, himself. And, uh, well, I'll say in, in television form. Movies, you're right. The movies, no. Nope. There's your movies. <laughs> I brought a banana in the tailpipe. We'll, we'll let you know, folks, how <laughs> this falls down. But What's, Chevy Chase never really did like crappy movies, did he? Like, like, Nothing Not, but trouble. Funny farm. I like nothing but trouble. It's horrible, but I like it. I actually okay. like nothing but trouble. Now, what, now the theme of <laughs> the theme of the upcoming second half of the Star Wars show. The theme is, it's okay to love shitty movies. Just don't or, try. Just don't try to tell us that or I made anything. of gold. It was, it was right. a <laughs> Chevy Chase movie that is really horrible that I love. Modern problems. Modern. Oh, I was yeah, just yeah, going to yeah, say yeah, modern yeah, problems. Okay. All right. I like a terrible movie. <laughs> he terrible does cocaine I, and he has um, superpowers. There's, yes. right? there's actually scenes in Vegas Vacation that I find really funny. So, and, and that's awful movie. All right. So look for our In Memoriam series <laughs> coming soon. What's the movie uh, for this month? We haven't uh, decided guys? yet. We haven't decided? Yeah. For oh, the, shit. Why don't we do right. In Memoriam? <laughs> Tell you what. We'll, uh, we'll turn off the, the news here. And we'll chat and let you know. It's uh, March now, right? Yeah. It's March. Yeah. So yes. it'll be March 29th. Oh, God. It's really close. What, what is the date today? It's uh, well as Third. we're recording this is. Oh God! It's exactly two weeks to St. Patrick's Day. Oh, the twenty March twenty fifth. Yeah, sorry. Smell the booze. I'm gonna probably die soon. All right, it'll be in memoriam to you. Let's. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey. remember when hey, Shannon Carrie. was funny? <laughs> we're gonna pull out what psycho is gonna come to your house in a little bit here. Okay, oh. yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, um, hey, I'll tell you. <laughs> hey, and I don't know if you listen to the show, but the person that was wearing the Juggalo necklace fucking threw yours away. Oh. <laughs> No juggalos up here. No, uh, it got lost. It got lost. It got yeah, lost. That's it. All right, let's take a break. Part two of the uh, Star Wars intervention, the Geek Show versus George Lucas, coming up here in a moment. Please to enjoy. Oh, hi, it's Carrie. I always like to support local causes, local companies, and especially if they're geeks, that's a double bonus. What am I talking about? Coast City Styles. Yes, they're based here in Utah. Coast City Styles. Wide selection, huge selection of comic book, pop culture, gaming t-shirts so that fanboys and girls can be geeky without looking geeky. Uh, A lot of uh, secret message stuff in there, too, that only other geeks will get. And in in your face stuff as well. Green Lantern, Big Bang Theory, Masters of the Universe, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek. They got it all there. And uh, you need to check them out. Not just t-shirts, but uh, you know, uh, a lot of obscure movie and pop culture, uh, like belt buckles and hats and other uh, movie-related items that they think are cool. Uh, Free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. So you know I love them because they're local, and I love them because they're geeky. I'm talking Coast City Style. C-O-A-S-T, City Styles, S-T-Y-L-E-S dot com. Tell them Geek Show says, hey. Hey there, digital comics fans. You say you just can't make it to the store every Wednesday. You prefer buying digital instead of hard copies. 
You wish you could help out our brick-and-mortar friends at Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection. Well, a harmonic convergence is happening now. You can buy your digital comics through the Dr. Bolt's website, and everybody wins. You get your comics on your magic device, and Dave and the boys at Dr. Bolt's get to wet their beak. Have a taste. Get some love. You know we here at Geek Show Podcast love them. They are the friendly comic book store in town, after all. Hey, I'll miss seeing you there every Wednesday at 2043 East, 3300 South. But this way, they get the love. Between the DC New 52 and the Avengers vs. X-Men, it's never been a better time to be a comic book fan. Walking Dead Comics, all your indie stuff, they're all at drvolts.com. That's drvolts.com. Or if you forget, there's a link on geekshowpodcast.com. Just be sure to tell them Geek Show says Excelsior. And we're back. And apparently <laughs> Timothy Dalton's a prick. I, a prick. Didn't, I didn't know that. He I didn't know that. He's a dick prick. God. He's a okay. jerk. All right, so, and I'd just like to say I'm proud of all of you. We're keeping our cool. For being self-restrained, right? And, and, and thought out and reasoned. I can't guarantee it's going to continue, because the beer consumption has Escalated. also continued. <laughs> I, Let's talk about, it's the elephant in the room, Brian, and I'm sorry. Phantom Menace. Get, let me Let me stay. Let me start with... with <laughs> let me stay. Please don't leave, leave me. Leave me. <laughs> no, get out, okay. get out! I've had a lot of conversations and a lot of talking about this, and I've yes. seen Phantom Menace in 3D a few times, okay? Yes. It's a, not that good a, of a movie. A few times. Okay. Did you hear that, folks? Did you hear what he just said? It's well, not that good uh, of a Jimmy, movie. Jimmy, Jeff, and I had the same conversation up. I, but, I'm, I'm the resident Star Wars apologist when you're not around. Yeah. Yes. And, and I flat out said, Phantom Menace is not that great of a but, movie. My thing is, is that Star Wars... There's always a big but. No, Star Wars, for me, Star Wars has always been about escapism, about the mythology of it. And I've never cared about the acting or the craft of the, the filmmaking. Sometimes, yes. I mean, in, in Empire, yes, absolutely. But Star yeah, Wars, to me... Sometimes it comes to that... Star Wars... Summit. ...elevates to me on an emotional level, not, a, not on a visceral level, level, not an intellectual level, that feeling of... of Joy and escapism and just being completely divorced from reality. It, it, Brian, if I can make it a comparison, for me, with the Star Trek movies, Wrath of Khan. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, Wrath of Khan is silly. It right? Is. But I love it. Well, and, and in Brian's defense, you and me got to talk, uh, Jeff. Yep. Now, we had seen Star Trek... And, the, and, and you too, Mr. Pierce. We had seen Star Trek on the small screen mm-hmm. with cheesy foam rocks mm-hmm. and uh, terrible makeup and costumes. And, and then they're mincing around. And then we saw... Like a girl. <clears throat> yeah. Star Trek, the motion picture, and, and it's yawn-inducing. Yawn but admit it, when you were watching it, yep. there, was a, there was a high. Oh, yeah. It was nice to there have it back. There was a fact. definite high because... I'm also older. How old were you in 1979? I don't remember. I was nine when that came out. I was out. negative one. And I, I think, was sperm. I think I saw <laughs> I think I saw the motion picture three times in theaters because it played at the Dollar Theater Me by my too. house. See, and I was 19, and I think there's a difference between seeing yeah. it when you're nine and when you're 19. Yeah. So... I was 19 well, when the same, came out. That's also the same year as the first, uh, first Superman movie, wasn't but, it? Uh, so. Yeah, so it was uh, 70... It was a good year, 78, 79. So... As a 19-year-old guy who loved Star Trek, what did you think of the movie? Well, I've said this before, and it's true. I took my sister to see it, and when they went out, and they were going around and around, we looked at <laughs> when, each when, other. When, when Scotty takes Kirk we, on the tour? Uh, we, yes. It's, uh, we, in, in their, in their footy which, pajamas? I'm not sure which one of us said it, but either my sister said to me or I said to her, this is boring. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted, I mean, 
frankly, my favorite part of that movie was the end. The thought that they were going to be back on the ship and going out again. Oh, okay. You know, yes, I, it was like, they, it was they like were a, no longer on a five-year mission. They were on a continuing yes, mission. But, but my point uh, that I'm trying to make is I will still watch that footage. I, I watched of it recently. Right? Tour. Right. And I still beat off. Have you seen? <laughs> no way. Have you seen it cut down though? Yeah, there's a guy. There's a guy on YouTube who actually took the original shooting script of yeah. the of the pilot for what was supposed to be the second series of Star Trek. Exactly. And he recut all of the footage but, for Star Trek: The Motion Picture to fit the one hour pacing. I've often thought that would be it. And it's brilliant. Now I have. <laughs> The first Star Trek movie is not good. No. It's, which which it's is boring, weird. Be, because, because let me point out uh, that it's directed by the same Robert guy that made Blaise. The Sound of Music, mm-hmm. The Day was, the Earth Stood Still, yeah. and The Andromeda Strain. And he, he edited Citizen Kane. Yeah, Robert Weiss is the guy's name. I think the so, problem here was he's very old. Yeah. So... I, no, 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 no. The problem is well, George, or, uh, Gene Roddenberry interfering. Yes. Exactly. Can, yes. But I still will watch that footage Absolutely. and beat off just like Brian will beat off that, to Phantom Menace. That was sort of the comparison I was it's making. It's never a in, problem. In, in how yeah. things reach that summit with the, Wrath of Khan. I yeah. think Attack of the Clones has a really great analogy here. I was talking to this uh, with Elias, who's the producer, the other producer of Big Movie Mouth Off. And in Attack of the Clones, you've got the love story that Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman bring it up to about here. But John Williams brings it up to about here, and there's not a lot of they, – they don't bring it together. John Williams is treating it the way it should be treated, mm-hmm. and Hayden and Natalie, they're not selling it as well as maybe they, they have, should have. They have no chemistry. Well, and Let's when honest. I'm watching it, awful when I'm watching it, I'm coming up to the John Williams level, and I'm, I'm putting myself into that and inserting – my feelings about Star Wars. He's levitating into, oranges in his mind. Into that and making up for all of those inadequacies. Right. Well, can I go ahead? Just just to make a comparison again. I mean, you can make an argument that um, clearly that the that the last Star Trek movie was a prequel. Yeah. But it didn't ruin any of the movies that had come before. And you right. were right here when I made this argument before. But the more I think about it. The prequels ruin the original three because in the original three, Darth Vader was this mysterious, menacing character that you didn't know much about, which made him more menacing. You didn't understand what was going on when you saw the scarred head. It was a big shock when um, it turned out to be Luke's father. That was half the fun of the first movies. And it's completely blown out of the water by these crappy prequels. I think it's been blown out of the water by popular culture like... Like everyone knows that though. Now I think that's a a ridiculous argument. The the mystery was a mystery until the prequels came out. No, 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 no. Uh, Let me correct all of you by saying: (laughs) watch Return of the Jedi again and watch Humpty Dumpty. Hmm? When the mask is off. When the mask is off, that ruins all of the mystery of Darth Vader. I'm sorry. See, everybody who says that the prequels ruined Darth Vader. It is so much more I ruined by, no, Richard, I, I, by Return well, of the Jedi. No, no, and, hang, on, and hang on. I totally disagree. Hang on. Isn't that also the same story character arc that you were talking about with Han Solo? Don't we get that with Vader at the end of Jedi? The redemption, See, though. He, the doesn't, redemption? he, doesn't, he doesn't need uh, to be Humpty Dumpty at he, the end. He does Before, not need to take well, his I mean, mask off. I'm not saying the original three movies are great because I've always said since the beginning that I thought the Darth Vader ending was stupid See, yep. because it was like – 
oh, I can murder billions of people, I can torture people, but if at the last few well, seconds of my life I do something nice, I love you, son. I'm not Catholic enough to go say, along clearly, with that. I was going to say, clearly, you took my joke, clearly you're not yes. a Catholic. Oh, yes. <laughs> my, my, my feeling, like, even before the prequels came out, my favorite story was always the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. It was always – I mean like I watched Star Wars as an escape from being beat as a kid by my dad and seeing a dad you know, redeem himself even at the last minute was something I always held out hope for. And I haven't talked to my dad in close to 15 years. And so that story of Anakin Skywalker was always very close and personal to me. And then, But the prequels for a lot of people, for guys like Scott – Yes, I could see it, it probably ruined that mystique mm-hmm. of Anakin Skywalker. But for me, what it did was actually built up and made Luke Skywalker's story more interesting. So you're saying you're happy that he was just a sad little boy. Yes. Okay. But with, with Attack of the Clones, you have Anakin going through the same trials that Luke goes through in Empire. He is That's torn. because Lucas only had two ideas. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you've it's got you've got Anakin who is torn between duty and doing duty. what he feels is right. Mm-hmm. So he's ordered to stay on Naboo and deal with Padme or he can go save his mother, which he's getting the feelings through the force that he has to do. It's the same with Luke and Empire between staying with Yoda and training or possibly turning or, to the dark side or, or saving going his to save Han, yeah. And, and by the way, by the way, that scene in Attack of the Clones was badass. Because I thought avenging Anakin was kind of freaky. He was scary. He was. And when you when you go back and watch Empire taking into account, even if you forget about how bad you thought Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith were, if you take into account just the story, just the idea of the story, just the mythology, and think that Luke could be turning to the dark side because of the choices he's making that are so similar to his father's that turned him into the worst person in the galaxy. And then you open up Return of the Jedi and try to watch it with those fresh eyes, and you see Luke, shrouded in black, choking pig guards, getting them out of the way, and threatening people. It's, it's frightening. And, he could be going to the dark side. Absolutely, but Luke is, uh, Anakin, is Anakin's redemption. Yes. Because he gives birth to the savior of the galaxy. Wow. What? I thought Anakin was I don't the savior know. of the galaxy. I, I, we can look at stuff and see the same stuff so differently because seriously, no, I agree. As, you're, as you're sitting there saying that, by the way, I uh, know bro- I'm joking, but seriously, I'm sitting there going, George Lucas had two ideas. He made the same goddamn movie over and over again. The the Anakin story, you know, it's like ugh, and and <clears throat> yeah, it's it's how you it's how you come to it. I just no, I, I I'm, I'm saying and, that exactly. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying. Yes. And the other the only other thing I want to say is. It wasn't that. I, I guess it. It wasn't. It didn't bother me that that Darth Vader turned back to the light at the end. What bothered me was when he apparently was an angel immediately thereafter. Uh, it was the good part, <laughs> part of the <laughs> good force. To be honest, I think, I think God's the, generous. I think the prequels actually addressed that more. Is that no? He didn't. I didn't. I didn't think that that made up for everything that he did because the prequels explained that that was simply the force and the force is neutral and it doesn't have good or bad and in the classic trilogy the... i'm much more vindictive than george lucas <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, and, you and your judeo-christian beliefs again i think your enjoyment of the prequels depends entirely on how much you're willing to personally invest in in ignoring the flaws and enjoying the mythology 
I, you say ignoring the flaws, though, but the, the flaws you're talking about are horrible Massive. filmmaking. Yeah, but I'm going to go back to it's episode. I'm going, throw, I'm going to throw episode four in your face. Episode four. I, I don't think, four, I don't think episode four that, is amazing by any means. But I it's not good, that good of a movie. It's, it's not know, that good of a I movie. Think there's, you were, you were throwing, you were throwing Hayden Hank, Christensen's acting in my face on the drive up. I was going to say, because he's terrible. Mark Hamill can't act his way I didn't say he could. Hang on. I've not heard Lee's episode four is not good. No, uh, I, I reasoning. Really, honestly, I've never heard it. I don't believe episode four is that good of a movie. Give it to me. Uh, episode four has a couple of good actors in it. You've got Alec Guinness, who's there clearly for the paycheck. Uh, you've <laughs> Peter got, Cushing. You've got Peter Cushing, who's menace on film. Um, you've got David Prowse hasn't figured out Darth Vader yet, so he's all manic and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got uh, whiny Luke Skywalker, who... Seriously, his 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 delivery. That's been the big thing about the prequels is oh, the acting's horrible. The acting in Star Wars in in A New Hope is so all over the place. Carrie Fisher can't figure out if she has an accent or not. The only even keeled character that isn't a, a a major Shakespearean actor is Harrison Ford. He's the only one who actually pegged his character from the beginning. Oh, to you the mean end the former the, the former cabinet I maker that yeah, the Luke former cabinet covered. maker. And so what you have is a movie that has great mythology. Um, great production value and some shitty acting, and so you know that's what we're hold- that's what we're slamming. I, the I, I over. think it's too. I, I, the only argument I would have there is, at least I have never said that the problem with the prequels is the acting. Yes, I'll complain about the acting, but once again, I went and saw this movie, hadn't seen it in years, forgot half of it, sat and watched it. I swear to God, with an open mind, I wanted to go see it. And it's terrible. I've, I've, it's a bad children's movie. Everybody, you know, it, it's very apparent of my feelings towards Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I did, though, because Brian asked me, he goes, are you going to watch it? And I go, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I more went for the 3D. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll judge the 3D. But what is funny, and, and Vice was next to me when I was watching it, was I f- forgot a lot of the things in it. And, yeah. and I'll, the one thing that comes to my mind and where it's just like, why the fuck did you do this? Was at the Padre scene with the announcers, oh, and then it, and it's awful. like and it's like you know a normal alien. Hey, hey, oh, it's a very good day for a race. Well, it's hey. like you know here's Anakin Scott, you know something normal voice, and I was like, hey everybody, welcome to NASCAR, and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, and and it, it, Greg Proops, who does the voice of the English speaking head, has always said I'm incredibly embarrassed and, by that, but well, I was doing what I was told. Hey, he was paid you know? to do it. He was yeah. you know, he was told what to do, and he yeah. did it. But how can Lucas justify that? There was no, there was. The from what making. I remember, there was not that kind of silly bullshit. No, there was in the first there in there the wasn't. first trilogy. The filmmaking. Well, I, I think uh, the cheesiest well, lines. In, Return of the Jedi. The cheesiest lines yeah. in Star Wars for me are in Empire, like "Good, our first catch of the day," or like, <laughs> right? or that's, like. But that's not a, a caricature of but, a NASCAR announcer. No, it's a caricature of like a, a British mis- mustache twirling villain. Like, yeah. <laughs> I take that. Or like NASCAR any two day. fighters against the Star Destroyer. <laughs> like. I don't know. That's but Lucas can't write. The thing about the filmmaking in Phantom Menace is that it's not bad across the board. There are things that George Lucas does very well and better than almost anybody. What? And a lot of it I, is I name it. I, in, I, I it's in editing, visual storytelling. And when you've got sequences of the pod race that's largely silent and you've got very complicated ideas being conveyed with nothing but cinematography and editing, like when Anakin loses the uh, – when his, when his pod is on fire – and he is manipulating his controls, and it's actually exciting to see him try to fix it and whether or not he's going to win the race. There's moments of that. There's little the small with, oases of and, that. Your and, problem with that, with, whether he's going to fix the race or not, is is void because 
it's a prequel. I know he's going to win the race. That's right. Well, there's, I, I'm, there's not, no, I'm not. But, that's, and that's what we're saying. That's what I'm not talking the about. Though. have no drama to them. I know what's going to happen. Jimmy, Jimmy, there's a little something called suspension of disbelief where <laughs> you can divorce yourself from previous knowledge of a film and just I, accept not, see, not something with that much. on it. I don't think and, so. I'm on Jimmy's it, side with it, that. And, I, I, I sat there going, "Yeah, okay, great." It, and Jimmy will will acknowledge this. I sort of giggled at the thought of sand people. As space hillbillies picking yeah. up pod racers. See, when you, that was I, funny. When you said that, I I, I, got I a, laughed out loud. I got a completely new appreciation for the sand people, space and I have now adopted them as my own. And, and <laughs> they are they are delightful. They are there, delightful hill thing, people. There's things in there that I'm thinking, like as a director, how could Lucas, you know, think that? I, mean, I just I just go to Jake Lloyd because it's just the kid's awful. Like, I want to set him on fire every time I see him. Are you an and, angel, Jimmy? Uh, Oh he's god! A really big are you head. are you an CGI? angel or when he picks him up to put in the pot? He's like, "Whoa!" And I'm just like, "What the fuck?" Like, tell him to shut up. Uh, you know, with the kids, I think my only defense of that is like, I've got a kid named Anakin who is that age, and he was way whinier. That's why. And that's why he's not in Star Wars. Than, Don't give him the part. Then, uh, then Jake Lloyd ever was. That doesn't. Well, I, I, wait a minute, it does wait a bother me because there, there, Star Wars there are kid actors out there that are good. Yeah, like the, all the kids from Cloverfield or Super Great. Yeah. But but there are so many kid actors that suck. Let yeah, me do, let me just say this: as far as Jake Lloyd goes, I think Lucas cast the character way too young. Yeah, should have been a little bit older. Should have been about fourteen. Because it is I super never started with him being I five. Should have been but, teenager. And the kid, the kid was terrible. My point is that the yeah. things that George Lucas was best at are still on display in Phantom Menace. Right. There's like just the design of the worlds around the worlds and the the ships and everything. Was so rich, and then he should you, be a painter. Yeah, but we're maybe not, he should. We're not discussing what he was good at. We're discussing the movie as a whole. Well, no, I'm talking about Jimmy saying that the filmmaking was terrible, and I'm saying that there were aspects of the filmmaking that were good and on display, worth intellectualizing over. Yeah. I don't know. The argument that I've always made is that the writing comes first, and that's you know in most stuff that I review. I agree. And and I'm writing everything. Everything you're arguing right here is to me secondary because if you don't have a good script if you don't have good plot I'm not then the, then, then you don't have anything and I don't care how beautiful the worlds are I don't care how great the you know the pod race is if I don't if if there's no script to go with it I don't care if I can't get invested I mean what makes me so mad and, and I, it's funny when it, when Phantom is started I almost forgot that Liam Neeson was in it <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit, yeah. Well, that's Qui-Gon. seriously. And yeah. then Natalie Portman shows up. I remember her being in it. And then Hugh McGregor. And we said this in the last episode. They're all three great actors. Shit performances from all three of them. Lucas couldn't pull a fucking performance out of any of those actors. And if he can't pull it from them, he can't pull it from anybody. But and he did He did pull better performances as the, the movies went on. Particularly in, in, in Revenge of the Sith. Ewan McGregor was... Fantastic in in Revenge of the Sith and Ian McDermott too. I don't think anybody would argue with Ian McDermott in Revenge of the Sith being amazing. I would, and then no, I would no, no, no. And actually, I'll counteract with Hayden Christensen. In no, no, no. Actually, Brian, I will go this far. Ian Dar- McDermott in all of the films that he, he's actually good in Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I, I'll give you Ian, McCur- Ian McDermott in 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 Sith especially. I think that right? watching him change. Some say it's a little over the top, but I think it's pretty good. But my point is, Scott, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm saying that, yes, I see that those are flaws, but I overlook them because the mythology grabs me on a personal, emotional level. And I don't expect everybody to be affected like that. I don't expect anybody to be affected like that. 
other than me. And that the fact that there are people affected like that, sure, it gives me people to talk to and enjoy it with. But should those movies have been better? Yes. Can you still enjoy them if you can enjoy them on that level? Yes. I think you, you're saying you enjoy them and that's fine. But we've had conversations where you say that this is a, they're well-done films. They are. That they're, that they're not. And <laughs> they are. They're totally not. And, and I asked you a question at Phantom Menace, and it was kind of a joke question. And I said, would you ever agree that J.J. Abrams' Star Trek was better than the prequels? And you said, no, because it's not. Yeah, tell I know, me, because tell me I was why. joke answering you. Well, no, I thought, okay. well, as far as I thought, I thought you really believed that it wasn't, because it is. I think as far as filmmaking it, goes... It's better than at least Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and I'd want to watch them side by side with Revenge of the Sith. This, this right. has nothing to do with you, but it just occurs to me that maybe the reason I'm pissed off about this <laughs> when it's just a damn movie is that I feel like George Lucas served us up on you know the beautiful platter and all the china a piece of crap. And I feel a little personally insulted that he would give us such a horrible movie and act as if we ought to love it. Or, and, and, or and, and if we don't love it, we're stupid. I'm not, yes, and that's, and that's it. And, and I'm not saying, you know, this is me projecting. This is, I'm, I'm just explaining maybe why I have any kind of a, a negative emotional reaction to it. But I feel like, yeah, that, and that's actually the better way to put it, that George Lucas thinks we're stupid, that he can put a, a beautiful bow around crap and, and we should love it. But I think, I think uh, it's at the point where... <clears throat> For all of the faults of George Lucas being an artist, he put on screen what he wanted to put on screen. Yeah. Yep. People reacted to it however they wanted right. to react that's, to it. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say it's not so much that he thinks we're stupid and we should like his crap. It's that he put everything he had into this crap and he likes it. And when yeah. we attack him about oh, it, he I gets also, defensive because uh, uh, he feels think, like that we're attacking well, him, yes, and as, not uh, his movie. As he, as he says in this New York Times article, why would I want to make another Star Wars movie and when why, everybody yells at why you would all he? the time? Why would he? Yep. And then the other thing yep. I want to bring up is I don't necessarily get the impression you read his interviews and he's not talking about, you know, I was looking so forward to making these prequel movies. I was looking so forward to doing this. And I was I don't get the impression that he necessarily even really wanted to make these movies. Seriously. It was expected of him. It was his destiny. You want to talk about... Destiny. You know, seriously. But, but you that's why he should have made sequels. But I, and I wonder if, if he, he would rather have made the sequels, but he waited too long. And, you know, Harrison got too old. Carrie got too old. See, no, Harrison, got too, Harrison got too but, expensive. Yeah. But they're yeah, not. You know they're, I mean? that, that's not what the... Pre, the sequels are not about them. It's about the, it's about the next generation. So. Right. Yeah, but I, I really think your think average moviegoer wants to see I would, the progression of Luke. The and that's the problem. What the average filmmaker wants and what Lucas wants to make isn't necessarily the same thing. Oh, would, oh, oh but guess what? As Star Trek, J.J. Abrams proves to us, you can recast roles. Yes, you, you can. can recast yes. roles. And also, if you're saying that it's it's not the same characters, if it's you know beyond, then there was nothing to hold him back. He could have no. done it. I no, think, he personally, I would have rather... As much as I absolutely adore the prequels, and I love the story of Anakin Skywalker mm -hmm. and the slaughter of the Jedi more than anything, that entire sequence in Revenge of the Sith just hits me right here. I would have rather seen movies that had nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Or what if, I would have just like rather Knights seen of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, which, which, is, or, which is a thousand years before the, the trilogy. Stories yeah. way far in the future dealing with descendants of the Skywalkers yeah. or something like I that. Agree. Yeah, and mm. and I think that a lot of people would have been much more receptive to well, that. Well, here's the, here, you know, to prove your own point, uh, the the Cade Skywalker storyline they did. Um, oh, that was in, great. In the comics. I, I didn't really like it. I didn't care I for it. it. 
I mean, yeah, we progressed Star Wars 100 years, but I thought that it was kind of, I don't know, convoluted. Okay. But, uh, first of all, kudos to you, Jeff Weiss. For? For, for, for being a voice of reason and not <laughs> kicking Mr. Lucas all over the place. I know you want to, and I know I, you can. I, re- I really don't want to. But you have really shown wonderful power there uh, defending Right. He's been more defending than detracting. You've defended both of I his think, ideas. I think we've had a very measured and adult conversation about that, this. That was my entire goal. Well, let me just uh, close with this. Uh, this is also from the New York Times article. I thought it was beautifully written uh, because uh, they talked to George about nuking the fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and that was when uh, Spielberg said, uh, oh, that's my fault. George said, no, it's not true. He's trying to protect me. Which is what friends do. In, in fact, it was Spielberg who didn't believe the scene. In response to Spielberg's fears, Lucas put together a whole nuking the fridge dossier about six inches thick. He indicated with his hands, he said, Lucas said that if the refrigerator were lead-lined and Indy didn't break his neck when the fridge crashed to earth, if he were able to get the door open, he could, in fact, survive. He said the odds of surviving that refrigerator from a lot of scientists I talked to are about 50-50. Now remember that. Because we're talking about science rather than emotions. Science. And the Lucas magic is lost at that point. Here's, here's the way the uh, article ends. And it's, I, I think it's just brilliantly written. With the blistering fan reaction, what the, what the blistering fan reaction illustrates is one downside of Lucas's naive style. And naivety sums it up, doesn't yes. it? Yes. By persuading us to drop our snarky defenses and embrace his fables, Lucas had forged a bond with fanboys like no filmmaker outside of Spielberg before or since. But naivete is a fragile emotion. When Lucas goes back and futzes with his mythology, he isn't just messing with his beloved movies. He's telling fanboys the naive belief that they gave, it gave to him was misplaced. Lucas once asked a biographer, Dale Pollock, what more could one ask for than to have one's youth back again? Now imagine it had been yanked away. If the fanboys had become like the studio to Lucas, as we talked about earlier, then Lucas to the fanboys had become the man who breaks the bad news about adulthood. He'd become their dad. I kind of wonder if he didn't mess with the uh, special editions, if maybe people wouldn't have hmm. given such shit about the other stuff. So there you go. Yeah. Final uh, final statements before we uh, close this one up. I I want to commend you all. This did not turn into a big yelling, whiny geek fest, shouting Roger Rabbit, and you know. Uh, so if it the, the, the can I just for fun though, <laughs> if you'd like, Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit. The one thing I want to say, okay. Shannon's mad somewhere. Is yes. that <laughs> yes. and, he, and he doesn't know why he's just angry right yeah, now. Well, he's been Whether, angry for a couple I feel like years. Screaming. It's not a new feeling. <laughs> Whether for him. it's Star Wars or any other franchise we love, look at Spider Man or the Avengers. Like yeah. you go back and read old stuff. Oh, it sucks, some of it's but awful. we still love yeah, it. Exactly. Oh, you like mean the Claremont? Claremont? Are you yeah. telling me my Claremont X Men comics suck? Because they no, do. I love those. <laughs> yeah, but they're still too wordy. What I want people to know is that it's okay to like stuff just to like it. You don't have to hate on everything or, or look at something with an overly critical eye. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just like something. And a lot of people, I think, have lost sight of that. To well, this day, I will say that uh, you can attack me as much as you want. There's two films that I always say that I love that are pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Hudson Hawk 
<laughs> oh wow! And Mar- Mar- Harley Davidson, the Marble. Oh, man. I thought you were going to really? say Tron. Love those two films. Oh, Tron's yeah, shitty too. <laughs> but like, 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 really terrible. Where I, I could get beaten for. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I find love in them. I don't it, know why. I just do. Sucker Punch Parable. Oh, I thought yeah. he was going to say Highlander. Highlander is you know pretty what? good. You know what? I rewatched the director's cut of Highlander it a couple weeks up. back thinking to myself, okay, we watched it in the theater at Brewies, and for some reason it felt like an awful movie. I rewatched that director's cut. It's a good movie. Not I that, still love Highlander. It's not that bad. Yeah. Well, and, and whenever I attack Brian about Phantom Menace, I always think to myself, it's a knock. It's a knock. The fact is that I still like the first three Star Wars movies, not episodes one through three, but the first three Star three, Wars you, you like four through six. But it's still, yeah. I still like Star Trek, even though we had seven seasons of Voyager. I think, and I seven think, seasons you know, of Voyager and Star Trek so, five. And, I think there's yeah. a lot more bad and Star, Trek, Star Trek movies than there are Star Wars. We've had that fair. discussion. There's we had that discussion. Movies. Now, one thing I do want to bring up, if you, if you want some fun, uh, follow New Vegas. Um, there's actually out in the wastelands, you can find a refrigerator, and if you open it, there's a, a corpse with a fedora. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? Awesome! Yeah. That's so you amazing. Can, you can loot the fedora and wear it. We loot. should have a discussion about crystal skulls. See one now, of these but days. The, the thing oh, is, as please. much as as much as I'm like, you know, on my little rant here. The refrigerator thing never bothered me. I just went, that was It just, never bothered me. Yeah, just, it really never bothered me. In the movie. Who I, guess, I guess, don't understand. There's nothing in Crystal Skull that's more outrageous than the minecart chase. Right. In, yeah. Or landing an inflatable raft we, on the we side had of the yeah. or, well, But down. not even Temple of Doom, but like the... Uh, the like, cup of Christ and the, the, Ark, of the, of Christ the, the Ark of the Covenant. The cup of Christ or the Ark of the Covenant. And, and the, the argument was won because Jesus is real. The yes. nuke the fridge or, thing. Or hanging on the side of the submarine. Felt, the nuke the fridge thing actually felt very Indiana Jones to me. Yeah, it did, it felt too. like one of the more Indiana Jones never, elements in the movie. It bothered me for one second. Yeah, all right. Uh, I want uh, everyone before we leave to uh, go around the table and admit, like Jimmy did, uh, uh, something shitty that you absolutely love that you're embarrassed about. The guilty pleasure. All of Spider Man. All of Spider Man. Everything about it? Yep. Hudson Hawk Hudson and Marley, Harley Davidson, the Marble Man. I'm not actually embarrassed about anything I love. I love it. I'm not embarrassed by I it. Love it. I just know well, it's unadulteredly. It I, I've got uh, something that you know is just shit, but you love Sucker Punch. It's a shitty movie, but I've watched it. I've watched it in go. the last year seven times. There you go. Oh, uh, Nickelback. Oh, I thought you were what? Oh, Jesus! Oh, you're fired! Hey, you are hey. fired! What an asshole! I thought this was a safe zone. You I thought it was going to say Green Lantern. I thought it was a safe zone too, but. Uh, <laughs> Brian, uh, Phantom Menace. Say Phantom Menace. If you say Phantom Menace, I'll kiss you. I, oh, say, oh, say I was going to say Phantom Menace, but yeah. oh, <laughs> shit, Scott oh. just kissed me. Uh, Mr. Pierce, would you God, like to there's end? there's so many because over the years Dallas, I've Dallas. watched Falcon Crest, <laughs> Dynasty, Melrose Place. Uh, there's so many things I've watched. Scott oh, my Pierce, God, you won a Dallas trivia contest. There's on one. There's on, uh, one on right now. I watch Hawaii Five-0, which I could... We could spend an entire episode with my listing everything wrong with yeah. this show, mm-hmm. but, but you'll it is a it. show made for uh, HD television. I'll say, I'll say currently no, right now. No, it's beautiful. Jersey it's, Shore. It's like every... I watch it. Oh, I, yeah? Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. You're going to get off run with it. You're going to give me crap about when I, Nickelback when I, when I watch and it, you watch Jersey when, Shore? When I watch it, hang on, wait. When I watch it, I know I'm doing something bad. Exactly. You're forgiven for Nickelback now. Okay, I will fess up. I've been watching Downton Abbey. I, I, oh, that's, oh, that's a good show. That's, that's a great running. show. Just giving you a hard time. <laughs> right. I, but it's okay like, to like stuff. It's okay, like, to, it's okay to like shitty things. things. I think, Carrie, what's yours? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, where do I begin? You got four. Well, four pick things. a place. Go. Late 70s Playboy. 
Oh, <laughs> no, Bush. No, but it, no, I'll be honest with you. I never loved Bush. I never did. I, I, I like the the current uh, the way that the girls like are the landing strip. The way the girls that's, are gro- that's grooming. That's second favorite I thought bands. we were being political there for a minute. <laughs> um, but Wax uh, Bush. Yeah. All right. There's a comedy from a long time ago that I still think is damn funny. It's called Hexed, and it stars uh, Claudia Christian. You have to go online to find oh. it. Norman Fell is in it. I thought it was hilarious. And yeah, what's I, the actor's name? I'm trying to remember. I listen. can't even remember his name. But it's all perspective because yeah. he likes Buckaroo Banzai, which I think is absolute crap. I like Buckaroo Banzai. I like it too. Come here. And I love Independence Day, which you think okay. is absolute crap. You know, it sucks. Philadelphia so bad. experiment. If, if Scott, only, you like Independence Day? I love it. If, really? <laughs> if, only, if only they'd been able to make the seven Buckaroo Banzai movies. Oh. And, and there's another movie I'll watch every time that it's on, and that's Coneheads. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Should I tell it. the story? I'll watch it. Of you and me and on. Shannon going to the Dollar House. <laughs> oh my god. It's taking fantastic. our giant uh, sodas filled with booze and watching Coneheads. Yes. And then there's uh, uh, Spielberg's Big Goose Egg, 1941. 1941. I like that movie. I love I'm a that bug. movie. Sometimes you love things because of where you were and who yeah. you were. It must oh, be. And, sure. and I will admit, for me, Phantom Menace is part of one of those things. I was just out of high school. I was working at a movie theater. I was just in love with Star Wars because that's all I had in filmmaking, and and that was it. Well, I like I like that movie, The Big Green. It's a soccer movie for kids. It's got a blowjob there, and it. it's amazing. Greatest, greatest <laughs> film, greatest film Disney ever made. We all have our memories. Yep. I, I I was momentarily just, confused. I thought the blowjob was in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I look back on movie. Blazing Saddles because that was the last movie I saw either of my parents. Shut just, up. Just, let's just close this episode out with the immortal words that, that this podcast was based on, and that's the lyrics to the Mystery Science Theater theme. Just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. And can I offer one last thought? May the ham be with you always. Thank you.